You got it, me good. Yeah, just like that burp you just had in the microphone there. That wasn't in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I've never burped. I'm a lady. <sighs> you got me good the other day. I got to tell you. It's true. Um, a few of our listeners may know um, that, uh, well, a few of our listeners were there. Mm-hmm. Um, but So our, like uh, three-fourths of our fan base was there. Yeah. It's a good thing that uh, there wasn't any sort of accident or we would have lost our entire fan base. <laughs> Um, no, as, as listeners of the show will know, I, I am fixing to move to Oregon next week, actually. Um, and, uh, Seth and, uh, and the gang threw me a really nice surprise party the other day. Oh, we're a good gang. It was uh, a good gang indeed. <laughs> and, uh, it was good. It was good. I cried in front of everyone I know. So, uh, it wasn't even just like a cry. It was like a, I look like faucets. I proposed to. Yeah. <laughs> I made that. I looked. I saw a video of it later. I I made the face that <sighs> girls make when they get proposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like bent over with your hands on your face. I don't know why. I, I don't yeah. know where I learned that. Yeah. Well, probably from Instagram. <laughs> I guess. But I oh I wept and it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was. Um, but it was cool. It was yeah, a good, I left. It was a good send off. And then we proceeded to drink a bunch of drinks. No, we didn't. We I don't did. drink. We don't drink. None of us drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. I don't know why, but I blacked out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you, by the way, you're special, so excited. Special shout out to uh, to our friend, and I think he might be a listener, Tyler, <laughs> for uh, shouldering the weight of being the most shit faced person at our it's party. True. So I didn't have to do it. That's exactly. You should be, you should be thanking him for That's it. That's a true true yeah. friend. That's it's a true. true friend. Yeah, he showered us with uh... love. Yeah, <laughs> and vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gross. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. I hope he listens. Yeah. I hope he listens. No, hey, we've Tyler. all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, Mambo number five next week will be top five most uh, embarrassing <laughs> puke stories. So, <laughs> I know what you're thinking, uh, listeners. Uh, you have five embarrassing puke stories? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. I could do a Mambo number 21. And we'll, <laughs> we'll have uh, honorable mentions for that as well. <laughs> Make sure you tune in next week for that edition of Mambo number five. Uh, we got a loaded show today. Yeah. Got some news. Like a baked potato. Loaded like a baked potato with Mm -hmm. bacon and sour cream. It's going to be a delicious show. Mm -hmm. Um, One word summaries, of course. Uh, We've got Mambo number five, one we're really excited about, actually. Um, Really interested to see about uh, what comes out of that one. A ton of movie news and a couple reviews. Um, And the return of the movie release rectal exam. Yeah, it's back. Yep, I'm going to make a prediction uh, for this one and say that I I, I think I'm probably going to lose. <laughs> yeah, I know what your name's going to be next month. Oh, geez. I can't wait for that. Names are back. <laughs> uh, it's been a long, it's been like four or five months now that we've had. Um, yeah, you won a couple in a row and then we skipped last month. So. Yeah, so that's been really fun. I think you'll like this one. I've had this one stored for about three or four months. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, I can't wait. Um, yeah, a lot of movies coming out in November and I wasn't able to study very much, so. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, it's a good one, good November, though. I'm excited to see some movies. It is packed. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what we have. Yeah, so all that coming up in the show. We're going to start, like we always do, with Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. Iron Chic, he uh, is very passionate about his uh, 90s cartoons being made into live-action movies. Um, of course, I mean, look, his heritage, if you don't know, I mean, he's Iranian, so he's got the the whole Arabian Nights, that one. How was that? How'd that sound? That was good. That was pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should I should go. I should try out for uh, Aladdin. I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, has it? I think it's pretty much been I'm filmed. pretty sure I, I look like a lot of them, too, I think. 
Oh yeah, you'd be yeah. passable. Okay, yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, so it's important to Iron Sheik. Aladdin is uh, definitely on his his uh, list of commandments, the Sheik commandments. <laughs> be Aladdin or be nothing. Um, All right. Yeah. Anyway. Long story short, his tweet is this. I was going to say, was any of all that the tweet? <laughs> no. Okay. Aladdin, Bubba, you better be good. Otherwise, I suplex you, break your back. <laughs> so he's going to be pissed. Yeah. If Aladdin doesn't hold up, a lot of people are going to be made humble by the Sheik. It's true. Um, Not not a lot of good options. I had to go back a week and a half even for that one. No, Sheik, okay. Sheik's been pretty quiet. That's okay. Yeah. He's busy getting excited for Aladdin. I'm he's excited true. for that one, too. I... I I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it's going to be bad. You think so? Yeah. Huh. We're going to see. Yeah. I hope it's not bad or the Sheik is going to uh, bring some serious pain. It's true. Some, a lot of people. Look out Look out for your broken back, Aladdin. <laughs> I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. <laughs> still uh still a week out from uh my big road trip out west so uh hit me at underscore cody michael with oh. some um some audiobook recommendations i'll get them in the queue i thought you're just gonna end with hit me and i would have done that no yeah i wondered why you started charging across the room at me <laughs> glad you didn't make it hit me <laughs> one more time that's audibletrial.com slash soco 30 days in your first book for free from there we got to jump into a brief segment of video game news Video games. Whoa! So this um, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Blops. is now out, right? Blops 4, yeah. It is now out, and it is selling like fucking crazy. Like hotcakes. And all people are talking about is the blackout mode, which is um, basically a battle royal, but with Call of Duty. Hmm. And I, I guess when I first heard that this was coming out, I thought, they're too late. You know, we already had PlayerUnknown's Battleground. No. We already had Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, that fad will have passed. Uh, apparently not. No. Um, Black Ops is selling like crazy. Everyone's playing blackout mode. It's all over tweets and uh, memes and shit like that. Are, Gifts. Are you? Is all the hype getting you into the? Mm. Are you into this? Are you thinking of picking it up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I I was never gonna get it. Um, and I'm not. I, I'm not a big battle royal guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't grab me. I've tried Fortnite. Didn't love it. Yeah. Um, I get that a lot of people do, but I think this is a combination of two things that I am annoyed are huge fads, mm-hmm. you know, like because I'm not into the battle Royal scene. I, it annoys me that it's so fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I've been an opponent of call of duty for years now. I, I they haven't right. done anything new since I was in grade school. No. So I don't know. I mean, great for the game. Glad they're making money. Cool. I'm glad everyone's enjoying it. But uh, you and I are two people that just we don't understand this hype and why yeah. why it's such a big deal. Well, I got the last few Call of Duties because the story modes were always reviewed really well, mm-hmm. and then I played the multiplayer for about mm, month or so at most. And I mean, part of this is my fault, but part of it too is just like I I spent spent you know a little time i'd maybe played it for like four or five i beat the story mode which is like four or five hours and then i played online for like four or five hours and i was getting my ass whooped i used to be awesome at college because i'd spend <laughs> hours and hours and hours playing it and then i got so far behind so fast that i was like this isn't fun i'm just dying all the time mm-hmm. um so i mean part of it's my fault because like if you're bad at the game it's not fun mm-hmm. after you've beaten the story so that's what kind of why i got didn't play this one it's like people spend so much time playing these games that they get so good at the online shit and then 
it's not fun to play because you lose and because you can't i mean it, when you're dying against people all the time it's hard to get better you yeah. know like yeah you can't you don't have time to practice yeah so uh no not gonna spend waste my time on this yeah let us know i mean seth and i aren't gonna pick this up but let us know out there if you are one of the many many millions of people that picked up uh, call of duty black ops 4 uh, let us know on the tweets at soco show pod what you thought of the game uh maybe you think we should get it maybe it's you'd give us a recommend uh let us know what you think again it's at soco show pod um, i still won't you're get recommending it. black ops 4 it would have to be a recommendation from like will smith directly addressed to me with a signed shirt from fresh prince from i don't know aladdin. how specific that is from aladdin or from aladdin yeah. the new one yeah the sheik would like that aladdin talk Aladdin talk all day. Yeah, Aladdin talk all day. It's gonna be one of our uh, one of our uh, like eighteen uh, side podcasts we got going now. <laughs> Jared proposed uh, Taco Talk uh, this past weekend. Taco Talk. Yeah, that's actually a, that's a spinoff of Taste Buds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yep. Yep. So, so lots of good stuff going on. Uh, again, if you like Black Ops probably more than we do, uh, let us know what you think and whether or not we should pick it up. No. That's all we got for video games, uh, keeping it brief this week, but let's move into our one-word summaries. There's only one word to describe you, and I'm gonna spell it out for you! One-word summaries. Seth is going to give me three one-word summaries for wacky-ass news stories. I'm gonna pick one based on those one-word summaries, and we'll talk about that one, but... Uh, you're going to find links to all three of these stories in our description box where you can also find timestamps and all of the topics that we'll be discussing today. So make sure you check out the description box for all the details on the show, including our three one-word summaries. Seth, what do you got for us this week? Your words are tip, shoes, and surge. <laughs> oh, man. I thought for... Mm. Let's go with Tip? Tip. I was really hoping you'd go for search. Uh, I thought I would, but then I thought Tiff was funny. I Tiff made me laugh immediately. Okay. So, uh, shoes were Virginia man allegedly stole seven right shoes and a call my lawyer sweatshirt. Mm-mm. And he's arrested. There's a mugshot of the guy. It's pretty funny looking. Probably not a good dancer if he's only got right feet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're welcome. And then surge was... <laughs> Pornhub experienced an unexpected surge in visits during YouTube outage. Yes, that is zero percent surprising. <laughs> oh my gosh! But if you did have to choose surge, um, I, I that would have been my second choice. Yeah. Uh, YouTube saw. No, sorry. You tip. I picked tip. Tip. That's yeah. what you picked. Sorry, that's what I meant. YouTube star Mr. Beast orders two waters, leaves ten thousand dollar tip. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this apparently this guy. Uh, Mr. I kept reading it as Mr. Breast earlier, which made me laugh. But it's Mr. Beast. <laughs> that guy's on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, so he his videos he goes around and does like kind acts for people. Um, so he he went to a North Carolina waitress. Um, uh, he only asked for two glasses of water, and so free, and then left her uh, ten thousand dollars worth of cash. Um, he only had a few sips of water. And then uh, he left $10,000 in cash on the table. And he said, thanks for the delicious water. That would scare me. That's enough money where that would scare me. I would be afraid that that was like a mob deal and I was about to be shot. This dude must have all kinds of money. Uh, he he's, has 9 million subscribers. Um, he's left $10,000 on a pizza delivery. Uh, 30000 to random Twitch streamers. Um, he just gives money off to fucking people. 
How about he gives that money to a podcast that uh, yeah. has has anywhere from sixty six to twelve listeners oh, yeah. during the, during the week? It's a we could use um looking around the studio right now we could use a little bit of a budget yeah so that'd be pretty cool uh, Mr Breast if you could shoot a couple of shekels our way that's true uh, apparently this waitress was like a twenty year old student uh, too so so that's spent what <sighs> okay here's where I think she's a moron. Uh, she only took $800 of the tip and then left the rest of the ten grand to split with the rest of her coworkers. Why 800 I don't know. And also, like, wouldn't you... How many coworkers does she have at a diner? That's the thing, is I don't know. Like, did she just give the majority of the money to everyone else? Like, well, she is a college student and she's 20, so she probably doesn't know what actual money is. Yeah, but, that's true. Uh, Fun coupons. <laughs> yeah, so she like she's like, well, $800, that'll pay, like, my $300 rent. <laughs> and then uh, the rest is for partying. Party. So there you go. Uh Mr. Best, Bre- Breast, <laughs> Mr. Breast, Mr. Beast, if you're listening. He's uh, not going to give us shit now cuz we just called the girl he gave money to stupid cuz she gave it away to well, people. <laughs> he should know that already. <laughs> Waitresses are stupid. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Waitresses are stupid. There's our title for Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. Oh my god. Well, there goes my career in entertainment. Yep. Seth just uh ended his career in entertainment and Possibly with a lot of women uh, this week on our one. <laughs> Did word that myself. Summaries. There's only one word to describe you, and I'm gonna spell it out for you. Had a pretty exciting week four in the NFL, and the NBA basketball season is underway as well. Let's talk a little sports. Sports. And boom goes the dynamite. I want to mention just one thing quick, and we didn't talk about this before the show. Uh, NBA has started. Yeah. LeBron is now on the Lakers. They've played a couple of games, got in a big fight the other night. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, pretty wild. Some spitting in some faces and and uh, some poking the eyes and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, pretty crazy. I think, um, you know, some of the talk around the league is um, that the Lakers are going to be that kind of team. They're going to yeah. be a scrappy fighting team. Um, they're shooting three-pointers really poorly, so they're not going to be the Cavs, not even close. They're going to have to be a fighting team yeah. in order to beat some of these, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh Pussy teams out in the West. Like yeah. everyone, all the teams out West are very skinny and weak and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, not going to be in a fight. So, like, they played the Rockets in this game, who yeah. are one of the top couple teams in the league, and Lakers ended up losing by a point. Yeah. But that's how you keep it close. Yeah. You know, as you beat, that was the Pistons game back in the 90s. So, mm-hmm. um, this is interesting. Uh, but the Lakers are 0 3 now. Yeah. Still trying to figure things out with LeBron. Um, I guess my question for you, Seth, um, this early in the season, um, you know, there's 82 games, so still have 79 to play. Right. Um, do you picture how are you? How do you picture LeBron having this season? Do you think they get things figured out, still end up a playoff team, or do you think this takes more than a year for him to figure out? Um, I think they'll make the playoffs. I I saw a stat today that said LeBron in his first year in um Miami when he had the big three, he was like, I think he was like started the year like nine and eight something mm-hmm. like that so not a great start and like his first year back in cleveland he was like 10 and 15 for a start so like you know it, it it's he'll be fine they'll be yeah. they'll be okay um i think they'll they'll make the playoffs i mean it's a tough the west is way tougher of course but um the other thing too with with them and i know you mentioned like the three-point shooting apparently like uh, lonzo has been better this year at three-point shooting i think i think he hit like seven the other night mm-hmm. something like that um or it was like four for seven, something like that. So he's he, he's doing he's doing better, um, and he's apparently gotten beefier too. So he's gonna get a chance to to uh, 
to play now with Rondo being yep. suspended. So we'll see what he can do. Uh, they got some good young pieces. Uh, one of the Ingram uh, is the guy. Mm-hmm. Other guy got got suspended. Uh, he's a good shooter as well. So, uh, and then like like you said, I think they'll be scrappy and physical. And and LeBron is always going to be out there doing what he does. It's LeBron. Yep. So, um, I think uh, I think they'll be I think they'll be better than what people kind of been saying. And I know they play different style of basketball than everyone else in the West does. And it's going to be hard to compete. Um, not, I mean, not a lot of shooters, but I think if you count, maybe counteract with what LeBron does, mm-hmm. um, they'll be, you know, they'll, they'll be in the race. Maybe, I mean, they, they could even go in as an eight seed, you know, at best, but, um, who knows, you know, it's still yeah. early. If he makes the playoffs, I think it's a win. You know, yeah. the West is tough. It's tough yeah. to get into the playoffs in the West. So if, I think that's a win for LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they still scored 115 points to the Lakers yeah. in that game. So, um, they're scoring. Yeah. You know, so they'll be interesting. We'll be keeping an eye on them all season. Uh, let's turn now to the NFL, though. Big week seven, uh, Vikings and Rams both winners. Mm-hmm. Vikings three straight now yep. off of a week start. So things are kind of looking up for them. They're on top of the division. For now. T- maybe tied with. Are they no, tied? They're, they're, they're in sole possession right now after the are Bears they? lost. Oh, that's right. That's right. So they're a half game above the Packers. Is that right? I think the Packers. Well, they're both 3-2-1 and one now. Well, the Vikings oh, are. Oh, the Packers had a buy maybe Bike, Packers had a buy but the Vikings are yeah, yeah. they're four two and one Vikings okay. are four two and one. that's why okay so yeah the Vikings are in the lead in their division uh Rams win of course stay undefeated seven and oh uh they beat the brakes off the Niners that was kind of sad yeah Rams now have a three and a half game lead in that division so they already won they're probably gonna be in the playoffs <laughs> I think um they need to win probably realistically two more games to mm-hmm. seal it at this point yeah so good for the Rams um yeah. I'll be seeing them in January um Chiefs I think really asserted themselves on Sunday night against mm-hmm. the Bengals. Bengals, who everyone thought was going to be a tough matchup for the Chiefs, they play a little better defense, yeah, um, and have been good offensively. While Bengals just really didn't show up for this one. Yeah, they never do in prime time. Nope. Dalton was bad. I heard a stat like Dalton is like zero and nine or some shit yeah. on Sunday night football, which yeah, is he's insane. Um, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And more than that, though, the Chiefs just they brought it. Yeah. Even in their loss last week, they scored 38 points mm-hmm. against, I think it was 38 against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They come back with like 45. Might have been more. I think it was like 41 or something like that. Might've been. Yeah. Um, Mahomes throws for another six fucking five touchdowns or however many he <laughs> right. throws to. Uh, Kareem Hunt scores three scores. This offense is not going to be slowed down by mm-hmm. many teams this season, but um, the weather is going to turn cold here soon. And it's not a tropical place to play in Kansas City. It's a little warmer than Chicago, but mm-hmm. um, things are going to be interesting. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll. I think we're still yet to see if this team is really for real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Their defense has played. Defense played better this week. Too. They were they, pretty good this week. This is the first time this season they have allowed less than like twenty or twenty-five points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. One thing that's a little scary. This is a defense that's playing without Eric Reed and Justin Houston. You mean Eric Berry? Eric Berry, sorry, yeah. and Justin Houston, who are both uh, both going to come back mm-hmm. during the season. So mm-hmm. um, that defense could get better. And if their defense is anything north of shit, then they're going to be a tough out. Yeah, um, I think Berry makes more of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, then Houston, Houston's a little old, but I, even safeties are hard to make a big difference in defense. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they probably won't give up the big plays, but I mean, teams have been smoking them in the middle of the field. So, yeah. um, but their offense is so good that it doesn't matter. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But another tough out, New England is, I think, fully back. They've won like four in a row now. Yeah, I think though this week they had some injuries uh, against. I mean, the Bears almost beat them. Mm-hmm. They were a yard away from beating them with a hail mary. So. Yep. Uh, Grant uh, goes down in this one. Sony Michelle as well. Sony Michelle might be a little more of a long term thing too. Is it? So yeah, I know they're kind of shopping for running backs, but 
Maybe a chance for James White to step up. I like that. I like that guy. So yeah, he's not a between the tackles guy though. Mm-hmm. He'll never will be. He's too small. But uh, there's some guys. There's some guys. And I mean, Jamal Charles just got released from the from the. Uh, that would be fun to Jaguars. See. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see about the Patriots, but I think that they're squarely. Um, they're back in sole possession of first place in their division now. Yeah. Um, After another second, Miami loss, I think. Yep. Second best record now in the NFC. AFC. Or AFC. Sorry. Um, Better apologize. So they're they're no actually they're not at the second best record. Uh, the second best record belongs to the Chargers. Mm, that's we right. we forgot about them a month ago. <laughs> they were like one and two or zero oh and two or yeah, one yeah. and three or some shit like that. And we forgot about them. They've rattled off four straight wins. Mm-hmm. Um, they won a squeaker in London against Tennessee this week. They're now five and two. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the same division as the Chiefs, so they're in a wild card spot. But they still have the second best record in the AFC. Well, oh yeah, because the yeah, Patriots. Yeah. yeah, they're a game ahead of the Patriots mm-hmm. even. So, um, no, they're tied no, with the Patriots. Yeah, both Patriots, of them are five and two. Patriots started two and two, and then yeah, yeah. they're yeah they're both five and two. So tied with the Patriots for second best record, uh, squarely alone in that first wild card spot. Um, the Chargers are back on my radar for the Super yeah. Bowl contention. I, I I think I I didn't officially count them out, but I started to forget about them. But they're they're a team that still I wouldn't the, put. Go ahead. Their problem last year, they lost like six games by a field goal. Yeah, and they're winning those games now. Yeah, I still don't put them in a Super Bowl. I don't. See, I don't have them anywhere sniffing near the Super Bowl. Um, they, they, they wouldn't. There's no way they beat the 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 uh, Patriots, and no way they beat the beat the Chiefs at this point. Um, their their schedule the last few weeks has been pretty easy, mm-hmm. and they lost some of the tougher games to start the season. Their defense has been nowhere near as good as it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it was even last season. Uh, Joey Bosa being out kills them uh, on defense. Uh, he's so fucking good, and uh, I mean their offense is putting no points though. Mm-hmm. So the, and the, which has been fine. They've been able to do that all season. Just their defense has been lacking, especially without Bosa. So uh, I don't have them. They'll they'll be a wild card, like you said, and I, I could definitely because they won't play at home. Mm-hmm. So I, I th- which doesn't really matter because their, their stadium sucks. But <laughs> depending on where they're playing, if they're playing in a cold weather situation, you know it's. A, I, I I see them losing first round or second round. Yep. So that second wild card spot is is currently in a three way tie. Uh, it's the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Dolphins. Um. And and we'll what, talk. Aren't a little... Ravens leading the division, or is that Steelers still? Uh, Steelers are now yeah ahead. But I think yeah. the Ravens are a better team. Uh, I would I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree with you. So right now, all three of those teams are tied. We'll see how the next week goes. Um, next week is our midway point mm-hmm. of the season, so we'll talk a little more about uh, you know what we're projecting for the rest of the season next week. But um, I think that it's interesting to see some of the teams you have. Um, I think it's at Houston is leading that division now. Yeah, they're they've quietly won like four in a row. Yeah, and they've been bad mm-hmm. doing it. <laughs> so they're squeaking out wins, but that's a shit division, especially with Jacksonville being terrible right yeah. now. Yeah, um, Jacksonville finds themselves out of the playoff hunt. Another surprising team out of the playoff picture right now, uh, albeit early in the season, uh, the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles with an ugly loss. Give them seventeen point seventeen point lead. Seventeen mm-hmm. zero going in the fourth quarter. Cam mm-hmm. Newton brings. The Charger or the sorry the Panthers all the way back. Uh, are you concerned about the Eagles yet? Three oh yeah, three right now. I've been saying that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> just they just uh, don't seem to have it all figured out. Yeah, and the first couple of weeks it was like oh you know when Wentz gets back and then you know when Wentz came back it's like oh give him a couple of weeks mm-hmm. you know his knee's still whatever and now it's just like there's a problem. Their yeah. de- their defense is they they have the worst uh, not the worst but they have a bottom I think a bottom five 
pass defense in the NFL right now. Run defense is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the bottom five pass defense, which is not the case last year, uh, the offense can't stay on the field uh, right now. They, I mean, they should have been up by more than 17 going into that game. But because uh, the Panthers have been pretty inconsistent too. But uh, yeah, they're definitely on a Super Bowl hangover. And honestly, I think they they were a more fortunate Vikings team last year in, mm-hmm. in that they, they finished last in their division and they they improved in certain areas and they were able to roll through all these last place teams they played. And and then they just somehow carried that momentum, which is, I, th- I mean, I think it's a real thing in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, carry momentum and that confidence all the way to the Super Bowl and somehow won it. Um, I don't think they're, I, I, even last year when they were winning those games, I was like, I still don't think they're that talented. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're that talented of a team overall. I mean, they definitely have pieces and they're not, they won a Super Bowl for a reason, but uh, I think they're more of a second place team than they are a, you know, division, division yeah. winner, playoff contender. Well, and that division right now is, is being led um, by the Redskins. Redskins playing well. Yeah. yeah. Playing well, they're four and three right now. Defense Again, is, quiet. We, had, we haven't talked about them yet this season mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, defense has been really solid this year. Uh, they, of course, still have Josh Norman, and the, and they're, I can't remember who the second corner is, but he's been a stud. He's a young kid. Um, defense is getting pressure. Their their run game is awesome with Peterson, which Peterson you would have thought that. Peterson having a pretty solid season. Having a really good year. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's broke 100 yards a couple times. He was a yard short this week of breaking 100 yards. He's averaging, I think, over four yards a carry still. Uh, he was at one point, and Gurley's taking that over, but early throughout the early part of the season, he was leading in touchdowns, rushing mm-hmm. touchdowns. Um. He's still scoring a bunch. Yeah, he's been, I mean, he's been Peterson, which is crazy to say. Yeah, it's been fun to see. Um, yeah, interesting that they, Redskins are now in control of that division. Another one of those teams that we thought was an afterthought at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys lose a sad, sad fucking game. They're bad. They suck. I don't even want to talk about them. The Giants, God. <laughs> They're I mean, terrible. I cannot believe that I was this wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I I thought that if I was wrong about the Giants this year, it would be the, to the tune of like seven to nine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They might not win five games. Well, and it's funny too is you've been doing this for like three years now, and yeah. every year I'm always like, I don't think they're that good. And at least like last year, you had you had an excuse of um, Beckham being out, and mm-hmm. then fucking Brandon Marshall went out when he was playing for him. Um, they were left with Sterling Shepard as their starting number one wide receiver, who's fine, but he's mm-hmm. not great. Then Eli got benched; and he was playing terrible. The defense wasn't was tired all the time, so you're like, "Oh, that you know, their defense is still talented." There's, mm-hmm. and then even this year, defense is bad, just straight up bad. Mm-hmm. Um, offense can't stay on the field whatsoever. Nope. Um, they can't. They can barely. The only thing they can do is throw it to Beckham, and they've barely done that effectively. Yeah. You know. So, and then Barkley's been good, but like, it's they, they have to they have to score forty points to win a game. Yeah. And they are not looking good. They're one of the teams that I'm I'm actively playing my fantasy players against the Giants now, mm-hmm. which is not something that I saw coming at the beginning of this season. Um, it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks. Rams uh, Rams have the Packers this week. That'll be an interesting game for both teams. I'm rooting for the Rams. Hey, me too. <laughs> um, it sucks about the Rams that, like, the Rams have been so good that they're not compelling, and so we don't, yeah. like, talk about them. Like, but there's... They've had a couple of close games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vikes game came down to the last drive, and the yep. the Broncos game came down. Although yeah. that game you didn't want to watch because it was shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that one was close. It ended up being closer than it than it was for the it was whole just game. Just shitty weather. Gurley is game. on record watch though. Mm-hmm. He has scored something like 12, 12 think, or so touchdowns. I think it's fourteen touchdowns. Fourteen now yeah. touchdowns this season, which leads Wait, the league by a mile. Yeah, he had uh, which is through seven games. I think he had. I think he had 18 all of last year, yeah. something like that. So. Which was a huge number, which yeah. MVP consideration last year. Yeah. So, 
Um, who knows about Gurley this year? Gurley and uh, Thielen of your Vikings, both kind yeah. of sneaky sneaky uh, MVP candidates right yeah, now. Yeah, wide receiver has never won MVP, and I don't think ever will. Probably so. Not. Um, but I mean, if he, if he gets, I mean, it would take him getting a hundred yards and a touchdown every game this season mm-hmm. for that to happen. And even then it would be tough if Gurley scoring four, 30 touchdowns this year. Yeah. So, uh, no, I don't see him winning MVP, but he's, he's been very impressive and he could potentially break records still as a, as a wide receiver. So, yep. Yeah. Exciting stuff going on. We are, we're in mid season form. My fantasy team is crushing ass. <laughs> uh, your team got to win. We swept yeah. this week. My team actually has scored a lot of points, but yeah. cause I have Adam Thielen, but you just uh, can't get the wins. You know, yeah, my team squeaked one out with Beckham on Monday night, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Dougie, if you're out there, bless him. <laughs> trade deadlines coming up in the NFL. Ooh, um, and there's been a couple trades already. Of course, uh, we skipped over the Cowboys a little bit, but Amari Cooper is now a Cowboy. That's right. Yeah. Um, the the fucking Raiders have three first round picks next year. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Well, two two for Mac, right? Well, no, they got uh, from... he got he got a first. He got, I mean, one for Mac and then one again next year for Mac. So the 2020. Oh, draft, they have first picks for that. They, so have, they have their the Cow- own pick. and Their own pick and then the Cowboys pick. And the Bears pick. So, yeah. So uh, they, Gruden is, I mean, he knows talent. He's a, he's a real, the thing he's always been best at is talent evaluation. Mm-hmm. That's been his number one thing. Um, not a great offensive schemer, <laughs> but he's, he knows talent. And uh, they have a fullback on their team. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you all you need to know right so i think it we'll see what he can do with those picks um very interested to see that and i think he has two seconds too this year so he's got a lot of talent coming in i think i mean the, the style of football that he's played is kind of past him mm-hmm. that he's coached i mean has past him but uh if he can get some good talent in there and, and really coach him up like he can they could be be more more interesting they're not going to get rid of him after one season uh, give him a couple of years, I think, and that could be an interesting team. In terms of Amari Cooper, though, to the Cowboys, um, I guess what are your thoughts on that? So I have Cooper on my fantasy team. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been paying close attention to this, and um, I don't know. He's not been great the last couple seasons. So up and down. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't love this, but mo- I think more indicative is um, they had Des Bryant last year, mm-hmm. and Des Bryant's as good as Amari Cooper, and. They didn't do anything with him. Yeah. It's this is a Dak thing. Yeah. The, the Cowboys offense is a Dak thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the wide receivers. Tom Brady's winning games with that wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. Now they've added to it with Gordon now, but yeah, uh, and Edelman coming back. But mm-hmm. it, it's not the wide receivers that yeah. are the problem. It's it's Dak Prescott. Yeah. And, and the offensive scheme. You could put Randy Moss on this fucking Cowboys team. I don't think that Dak can get him the ball. That's just not the type of player he is. He's yep. not chucking deep balls to tall yep. guys. It's not his thing. Never was. Yep. So I, I don't know that this makes it. definitely doesn't make the Cowboys a contender. No. I think Amari Cooper sees a little bit of an uptick from a fantasy standpoint because he'd get more, maybe a little bit more attention. They might try to force it to him and get a little more aggressive because they're a little desperate. Nah, but, I don't think so. Um, even that, I, I agree, is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. But um, no, this Cowboys team, I think, needs a full teardown. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, they, it's just that Garrett, the type of offense he runs, which is just smash mouth running football. Mm-hmm. Um, again, games passed him. Uh, it worked a couple of years ago when they had the best offensive line of football and Zeke and their defense was able to to stay off the field and all that stuff. But um, yeah, the the their offensive line isn't as good. Just not. Uh, I think they had a better offensive line in Oakland, to be honest. A better quarterback in Oakland, Darren Car- Derek Carr. Better offense in general in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, Amari Cooper, like I said, is going to fill the Des Bryant role. Now he's a smaller guy than Des Bryant, a little bit more of a deep threat. And I think he's a little more um, – he plays better with targets. 
Amari Cooper does. When he gets a bunch of targets, he that's when he can that's when he starts heating up. He he's kind of a rhythm guy. He mm-hmm. needs he needs to get in a rhythm. And uh I think he's super talented. I mean, he's still he's younger than Cooper Cup. Yeah. He's he's one of the youngest receivers of all and he's been, this is his third year. Mm-hmm. Third year of football. So I think he could still there's still a ton of potential with him. Watching him at Alabama was insane. Oh, he's crazy. And I think there's a lot of potential there, but I don't think I don't think putting him on the Cowboys was the place to unleash that potential. No. Um, I think this is a contract year for him. Uh, he'd be a restricted free agent, I think. So for his sake, I hope he doesn't resign there and go somewhere mm-hmm. that like a, I mean, imagine him on the Rams, you know, I'd love like, to. yeah, I mean, like <laughs> think of that, like he needs to go somewhere with a high powered offense that he can kind of be a feature. I don't think he'd actually fit well with the Rams because he'd need to be, a, he needs to be a feature guy with mm-hmm. an offense that passes a lot. And, uh, the Raiders don't pass a ton, um, but you know the team that passes less than the Raiders, Cowboys. Yeah, no shit. So, but he's not a jump. He's not a jump ball guy. I mean, he's a deep ball guy, but he's not a jump ball guy like Des mm-hmm. was. So he doesn't even feel that. I think this is, like I said, a bad fit. Um, I think we're going to kind of see him disappear the rest of the year, and maybe he goes and signs somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And whoever he goes to uh, next year, I would probably get him at a discount if he leaves. Uh, year next year, the year after, whenever he goes. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think that he's. I doubt he plays himself into a high dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Oh, one other one other potential trade that's coming out. Um, rumors of uh, Patrick Peterson from the Cardinals. Of course, uh, they're bad, real, real bad, bad. Re- really bad. Uh, they did uh, have. I would pick the Giants to beat them. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> the here's something will make uh, you feel hold though. Their new offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, who yep. was a quarterback just like five years ago, <laughs> not that it was like probably seven or eight years ago. But anyway. Um, New offensive coordinator apparently has a ton of hype and buzz and all that stuff. So we'll see what he does with the offense. They've been a really bad offense this year. Uh, but probably even worse than their offense is their defense. And their star player, Patrick Peterson, uh, is wanting a trade. Uh, a lot of teams interested. They probably want a first-round pick, if if not a little more, for him. Um, might be a little hefty to pay for a guy who's 28. Mm-hmm. Um, still decently young, and he's probably in the prime for a quarterback or cornerback. But a year or two from now, maybe not anymore. You know, that that's kind of a we've seen it a lot of cornerbacks fall off fast, fall off really fast. Darrell Rivas was he was two two years before he turned 30. He was killing it. And mm-hmm. then he fell off so fast. He was bad. So um, might be a little hefty price to pay. He's a little more of, a, of an athletic guy than some of those other corners. But um, where, where would you see him landing? Oh, I think there's 10 teams that would love to have him. Yeah, um, there's a lot of these teams that um, the Rams could use some depth at corner right now. They're dealing oh, with some yeah. injuries. Um and that just more familiar with them, so that's why they come to mind first. But um, the Saints just traded for a corner, right? Eli, Eli Apple. Apple, yeah. Um, so they they maybe filled their gap. Um, the Giants are always looking for defenders. Um, <laughs> they're kind of in rebuild, I think, at this point. I don't yeah. think they're gonna be trading for any older. I don't know how good the pack, uh, um, Philadelphia secondary. Bad. Is. They Real could bad. U- they could use him, and they've got some pieces to trade. Mm-hmm. So I could see maybe that. I think I think this. I think it's a team who has. Who has playoff slash Super Bowl hopes? Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of team that's going to be attracted yeah. to a guy like this. Get him in there, get him uh, in in the program, and 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 used to the defense by the time the playoffs come around, so you can mm-hmm. make a push. I think that's the kind of teams that are looking at him. Yeah, I mean uh, Xavier Rhodes sprained his ankle this week. He, uh, oh, he sprains his ankle literally every week. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but this time it was for real. I think. Yeah. Um, it was a little, it was pretty nasty. Um, so. You know they I lost. Think that'd be another. Perfect they lost. They lost their first round corner. The first round. First round pick this year, a cornerback. Um, Trey Wayne's has been good, but not amazing. So they might. They need a shutdown cornerback. I think that's not. 
Bro, and then when Rhodes comes back, uh oh, you ain't throwing it on, on them. <laughs> I just don't think Zimmer's ever given up a first round pick though. Yeah, he has a hard time doing that. Yeah, oh, unless it's for Sam Bradford. <laughs> that worked out. <laughs> um, <laughs> lots of uh, lots of trades going on. The deadline is in what? next week. Next week is the deadline, yeah. so could be some last minute trades that we talk about on next week's show. Um, as far as the rest of this week's sports section, uh, we're gonna pick our Thursday night game. Last week, uh, you gained a point back because the Broncos just shellacked the Cardinals. I don't know why I thought I'd... (laughs) I don't know why I gave them a chance. Um, We do have an interesting matchup this week. Uh, Two teams that I think are... um, have been a surprise so far this season, and we're going to see which one of them is for real. Uh, You have the Dolphins traveling to Houston to play the Texans on Thursday night. You think this is a far box game? All over the place. The the Texans have been... Like, even though they've won... Their their offense has been god awful, um, and the Dolphins are unless Brock Osweiler's starting, I don't want to watch him because <laughs> at least he can put up points. You like the Brocktopus, huh? Yeah, Brocktober baby. <laughs> um, no, because they're they're both just boring fucking teams. Um, the, I mean the the fucking Texans um, have been a complete shell of what they were last year. Those five games were a fluke last year that they that they were awesome. They were the sexiest team of football yeah, for a month. They, that was a complete fluke. They still have two of the fastest uh, receivers. They have a top three receiver plus two of the fastest guys in Will Fuller and Kiki Cutie, which is my favorite receiver name. Um, That's his name? Kiki Cutie, yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. Um, I mean, and their defense is fun because J.J. Watt, Watt is Defensive Player of the Year right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, his brother's next to him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, um, but it's just like they're both like, even though they are both have decent records, they shouldn't. They've, they've both played bad teams for the most part, and the teams they've lost to have been teams they should lose to, and they get smoked by them. So, so you say neither of these teams is for real? No, hmm. I, I, can't, I I can't disagree with you. I, mean, I thought I was ready to, but I can't disagree with the you. The Texans actually. probably will win the division, mm-hmm. but the Jaguars suck. Yeah, um, and then the Colts aren't good, and then who's the other team in that division? Fucking exactly, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, and they they've been me- highly mediocre. Honestly, the Titans are probably still who I'd pick to win the division. Yeah. Yeah, that division sucks. Mm-hmm. What's, what's unfortunate is that you're going to have, between the Chargers, Bengals, and Ravens, one of those teams will miss the playoffs, mm-hmm. and, the, and, and the AFC South will put a team in. Yeah. That's, an, that's the unfortunate thing about the system that we yeah. have. But it happens every year. Um, you picked first last week. I'll, I'll take a stab at this one first. Um, where where is it? Uh, in it's in Houston. Houston. In Houston. Uh, I'm I am gonna I'm gonna take the road team here. Uh, I am gonna pick the okay. Dolphins. Um, they've been playing sort of well defensively. They gave up a lot of points this past week to Detroit, but um, and they gave up a bunch of points to uh, the Bears as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, give me give me the Dolphins in a squeaker. This is like a nine to six game. Um, I mostly I'll be completely honest with you. The reason I'm picking the Dolphins is because I have their defense on my fantasy team. Yeah. Um. So give me the Dolphins, but I'm not gonna watch it. No, I won't watch it either. I'll take the <laughs> I'll take the Texans. Okay. Um, I think you might you might be close to tying me back up. So I'm gonna have to stop giving you these freebies. Um. But uh, I I do I do think Miami wins this one. I've, uh, it's in you said it's in Houston. I think I think that while both teams are bad and not very talented, I think that. Houston has the better defense, um, especially with they've been playing really good defense. But especially with JJ Watt, mm. he's going to sack everyone. And then uh, I think the, the 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 Texans definitely have way more weapons uh, than the Dolphins do, especially with the Dolphins' uh, picks are locked. Um, 
Albert Wilson is out there. He was kind of like the number one receiver that they had. Uh, also, actually, no, Kenny Stills is the number one receiver. He's also out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they're That's left. Okay. They got Danny Amendola back. There. They're left with Amendola and Devontae Parker, who Devontae Parker hates the Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> He he's he's requested a trade multiple times this season, mm-hmm. and uh, he probably will be traded before the end of, before the deadline. I would assume, but that's okay. They got a running back too. I don't know who, but uh, uh, you want to know Kenyon Drake and uh, actually the better running back of the two, Frank Gore, ninety eight year old Frank Gore. <laughs> I love me some Frank Gore. Here. Give me the doll. I'm doubling down on my. All pick. right, all right. So I, if if the if, no, we'll do two wins. Nope. All right. If the Texans nope. win, that's I get two. That's not what I meant by doubling down. Yes. Nope. So those, are, <laughs> so those are our Thursday night picks. One of us is already wrong. Uh, Seth takes the Texans. I take the Dolphins. You guys out there already know who's right and wrong. So um, if you hated our picks and think one of us is an idiot, uh, make sure you tweet at us, either at underscore Cody Michael or at Seth O. Ott. Just the first one. There you go. Uh, but now we got to move out of sports. And where are we going next? We're going to our Mambo number five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Three, four, five. Uh, I'm excited about this Mambo number five, Seth. Aren't you? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 at once, at the same time, I, I couldn't think of a way to keep talking, and couldn't think of a way to throw it over to you. <laughs> so, I, so I just stopped. Yeah, that's that's productive. That's you know what people don't fucking do. When they f- don't know which way they're going to turn on a street, they don't just stop in the middle of the intersection. Well, they drive straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so last week we talked about Iron Fist, which was uh, a little bit of a surprise cancellation. Sweet porn. From, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Iron Fist is canceled. So we thought we would list uh, some of our favorite canceled shows. So these are shows that were canceled before they got a finale. Before they got shows, the finale. Movies or games as well. Shows, movies, and games. So things that never got the the proper finale is kind of what I was thinking. So these are, um, yeah, we didn't get the complete story, and we want to know how it ends. Yeah. Uh, you want to go first this week, or should I? Sure. I think you went first last week. Okay. All right. Number five. Um. We talked about this, uh, this this is my only game on the list, but we talked about this um, with uh, the recent closure of the doors for Telltale Games, but uh, we're, we're getting the Walking Dead one, but the one I really wanted would have been a complete um, complete arc of the Batman Telltale series. Mm. I had a lot of fun playing those games, and of course Batman Mythology is really cool, but they, they have their own spin on it with... Uh, how they how they introduced the Joker. Um, they took a lot of different twists and turns with uh, Bruce Rain, Wayne's character and just being able to control Bruce Wayne's character and and because it wasn't your own story. I mean, if you save the game from each season, you got it continued it for you and and remembered all those decisions. So it was your own story, but you didn't get really get a finale out of it either way. I would have loved to have seen something like where they would have you know, had him either retire or die or something like that. You eventually end up in that spot. Um, we were just starting to get a lot of the characters coming into, like, like I said, Joker, Bane was getting introduced. Uh, we had Catwoman kind of coming to her own. Um, had, uh, it would have been cool to see some of the other ones. Uh, Riddler had his own arc in it for, from the beginning to the end. There's some pe- penguin was just, just getting started in, in the game. There's a whole lot of stuff they had left open. And I'd love for that to have been realized. Yeah, I know you were big into that game and such a big wide. I mean, they could have done this game for several more years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that that's probably the saddest of the um, not going to be finished Telltale games. For yeah, sure. 
I'm, I was just reviewing my list and I didn't have a ton of time to think about it. So I, I don't love this list actually, but, um, my number five, do you, <laughs> oh, no. do you remember the show on MTV called the hard times of RJ Berger? Isn't that, uh, who is in that? That wasn't, uh, that wasn't the Bo Burnham one, was it? No, no. The hard times of RJ Berger was a show about, I do remember that show. This yeah, kid yeah, that yeah. he gets like pantsed at school yeah. and he has a huge dick. That's right. And everyone sees it and he becomes a popular kid and stuff. Yeah. Um, they got two seasons of it and I actually enjoyed the show. And they never finished it. It was kind of funny. They had two seasons. Um, at the end of this, at the end of the first season, I'm going to spoil the show for you. Oh, man. Um, at the end of the first season, uh, RJ sleeps with his best friend. Mm. Um, it's a girl. Um, they, they've like been friends since childhood and stuff and, and they hook up. And then, is it because of his giant schlong that she's like? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's either his best friend or it's like a girl who was obsessed with him because of his big dick. And they like, okay. she was obsessed with him and always trying to get him to go out. And they fin- sure. like, finally did for some reason. And then they fucked. And then something happened at the end of that season. Like she went to the hospital or something. Okay. I think that's why he fucked her. She was in the hospital because she oh. got hit by a car or something. In a oh, dance. I thought he put her in it with his giant no, no, no. And then they fucked in the hospital. I want to say that's how, remind me at underscore Cody Michael, how RJ Berger season one ends, but season two ends with her revealing to RJ that she's pregnant. Oh no. Yeah. God. And, uh, then it got canceled. Oh, good. So we never got to find out what happened to that baby. Um, but I would have liked to have known. That was one of the, that's, clearly I don't have a great list <laughs> Yeah. because I'm referencing an MTV show, but that's one of the times where I was actually like, man, I would have actually liked to see where. That, that's like me when I was, we were talking about fucking Nickelodeon shows and I mentioned, mentioned, mentioned the Amanda show and how Moody's Point never got a finale. Yeah. Like that's, that's not on my list, but. <laughs> I'm surprised Moody's Point's not. Yeah. Number four. Uh, my number four show is a show I think I mentioned on here before, uh, maybe towards the beginning of the the run of the SoCo show, uh, but it's a show called Awake. I, 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 I do th- remember this, yeah. I think I've told you about this show. It stars Jason Isaacs, um, also has uh, Dylan Minnette, who plays mm-hmm. Clay in uh, 13 Reasons Why. But the premise of the show was um, Jason Isaacs is, his, has a car accident, um, with his with his wife, I can't remember who plays her, and then his son, which is Dylan Minnette. and um, he wakes up, and I don't remember who, which one, but the son's alive, and the wife had died in the accident. Um, then you know the series of events happen. He has grief and all that stuff, and then he wakes up. He goes to bed, wakes up, and then his uh, his wife's alive, and his son's dead. So he every time he becomes awake again. He's in the other world. It's really cool um, in terms of like the way it looked. Like I think the sun world, it when his son was alive, it was like brighter and stuff. And when his uh, wife was alive, it was like blue, like a blue color. It was a blue and orange, and yeah, you yeah, wear yeah. a wristband in each one, right? Oh, I, can, I don't remember the wristband, but um, yeah. probably there probably was. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really it was cool. It was really interesting in terms of how they set up the the whole mythology with it and Jason Jason Isaacs is an awesome actor. Uh, he he I listened to an interview with him recently and he talks about talked about the show and uh, it's one that he really enjoyed doing. So um would have been cool to see kind of where they're going next. They did leave it on a cliffhanger that I'm not remembering at this point, but I think he was starting to figure out um kind of like what was going on with the worlds and why there's two different ones and and uh kind of what was going on in his head there and all that stuff. So um one I would like to just kind of revisit some of the mythology in, but it would have been cool to see, that, you know, kind of what the finale would have been. Yeah, that was an interesting premise. I didn't watch the show, but you told me a lot about it mm-hmm. back when you were watching it. It sounded like a trip. Yeah, that would be a, that's a weird, weird premise for a show. It was cool. 
My number four is, uh, it's a sitcom actually. Do you remember the show um, Happy Endings? I knew that was going to be on your list. Yeah, I uh, love that show. I enjoyed watching it too. I didn't ever, I didn't watch it with the entire run, but I watched, caught like probably 10 or so episodes with you. So this was a really fun, cast. just like, yeah, just a good cast of just like friends. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you had, uh, was it Damon Wayans Jr.? Damon Wayans Jr., yeah. Uh, he left New Girl to do that. That's exactly yep. it, yep. Alicia Cuthbert is in <laughs> this, and I can't remember the other two actors, but they're things. Is Alicia Cuthbert the chick on the ranch? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like she's her. In that. Um, really interesting kind of um, stuff going on with uh, there's like a married couple and then there's one of their friends is gay and then there's a off again on again couple who's always kind of trying to figure out if they're together. And um, I, I, I feel like the show ended with that couple either breaking up or getting back together and it mm-hmm. being like the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they didn't get to come back for another season. And yeah. more so like, I don't know, it's not like they were going to bring this to some crazy climactic ending or whatever. Sure. I just liked it as a show yeah. and wanted to see more of it. So um, not much more to say other than that, but happy endings I think is available on Hulu still, mm-hmm. um, or it might be on Netflix now, but I would definitely recommend that one. Actually, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a retro recommend. <laughs> What if I had a retro recommend I wanted to put on there? You can have another one too. That's right, we need five. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Uh, my number three, I actually just switched this now. Uh, more thinking more about it. My number three, I'm going to go with uh, the CW show, kind of in the early stage of the CW, uh, Reaper. Do you remember the show? I'm getting it confused with Preacher right now in my no. head, but I do remember Reaper you is talking much better. about Reaper. So Reaper was the show. You'll probably remember it when I tell you the premise. It uh-huh. stars uh, Brett Harrison. You probably don't remember who that guy is, but you, if you saw him, you'd recognize him. Tyler Labine, which you probably, he, you've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he was more, more more famously with us. He was the hug it, chug it football guy in Zach <laughs> okay, and Mary. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I remember him now. And then, you know, uh, on Arrow, um, the wild dog guy with the guns who wears the hockey mask? Mm-hmm. That actor, I think he's in Coach Carter too. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. He was he was the third guy. His name is Ben in that show. Um, so that was a show. The premise was Tyler Labine's character was Ray. Do you know who Ray Wise is too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the he was he played Satan in the show. Okay. So the pre- premise of the show, Tyler Labine, um, he doesn't know this, but he's he is the half son of Satan. Okay, and he his parents sell his soul. Uh, or, yeah, his parents sell his soul, um, and kind of what he's damned to do is collect uh, souls that have escaped hell, and he does it through different ways. Uh, like the first episode, he uses a dirt devil, like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> there's also like a yo-yo. There's a uh, bubble gum. There's like all different types of shit that uh, he collects souls with, and he has to take them. Um, so he he's given each week a, a different totem or whatever to catch. And then um, he takes them to the worst, the basically hell on earth, which is the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where he drops off all the souls every week. Um, but it was uh, it was very it was, it was a comedy. It was pretty. It was a really funny show. Kevin Smith directed the first episode, which is what got me into it. And then it hooked me. Um, and what was nice about it. So it did start off kind of in your, you know, like monster of the week thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, pretty quick, uh, it they they added more and more and more. Uh, mythology to it uh, kind of with the whole like um, Ray Wise uh, the, being the devil being Satan uh, him and his son like you know the main character being his son um, they 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 really kind of do- dove deep into like 
why and like why his parents sold his soul and like how how that all came to be and then like why he's damned to collect the souls and like why he's the only one that can do it and then um that like there i think there's a prophecy of some kind that was involved and they they really added more layers to it just past the you know to catch the devil of the week type thing mm-hmm. um they yeah they, they finished it with kind of a um definitely left it open like it wasn't a I mean, there's definitely a lot unresolved, but they, they definitely left a lot open, um, kind of a, in like a, a little bit of like a, you choose, but also like there should have been more type thing. I think it was only a couple seasons long, uh, maybe two. Um, the things that really worked about the show too, were like their, their, those three, you know, their interaction. There's also like a girl that he was after the whole time. Uh, she was gorgeous and, uh, and their relationship was really cool. Um, and like whether or not they could be together because of what, what you know happens with him being a the state son the spawn of satan essentially but really interesting show and actually it was really funny and worked really well and was sad when they didn't pick it up yeah i do remember getting really excited about this when you were watching it and recommending it um and it sounds it sounds funny it sounds like preach it sounds like a like it sounds similar to preacher in some ways um but the tonal tonally it sounds like a lot different no i mean yeah it's not it's not preacher is a little more of kind of its own thing mm-hmm. it's uh more of like an action uh with action show involved that that involves some like fake hell stuff fake mm-hmm. heaven stuff but th- this show is way more like heaven and hell dogmatic kind of yeah stuff, yeah. yeah but uh very funny and uh just really interesting they're very super creative show super creative show so very would cool. recommend it i think it's on netflix still it might be, might have been taken off not too long ago but it was on netflix for a long time and uh i would definitely recommend it well, there you go. This is number two. That was number three. Number three. Oh, yes. I'm um, looking at my list. My number three is The Get Down on Netflix. Mm. Um, I was right. I was really into that show. Um, it's about the origins of like hip hop as we know it, really. So these are some of the first um, folks. It's in the Bronx, New York. Um, some of the first people to start like sampling music and uh, scratching records and. Uh, like b-boys dancing and things like that it's kind of the emergence of that scene mm-hmm. in new york um jaden smith is in this um shameek moore who you've seen in some stuff but i can't uh, he's the lead character in dope mm. uh, shameek moore he's an awesome character in this um i can't justice smith i think is the name of the main character who his name is ezekiel figaro in the anyway um it's a really fun kind of um like underground hip-hop there's some fantastic music in it um there's like some there some of them are kind of involved in like the drug scene and some crime stuff so there's a little bit of some not action but like suspensey type stuff Mm -hmm. that goes on and there's some wild ass characters in this that are really interesting and some wild ass like dance crews and stuff and but mostly the music in this i love and the style of it the way it's told Mm -hmm. is really fun sometimes they integrate like some comic pages right to tell some of the stories like more quickly mm-hmm. right and um they do a lot here there's a, a character who in the second season you find out is gay um there are some interesting things around religion that they talk about and um a couple like surprising character deaths in this there's a lot going on in this show and i just was really enjoying experiencing the world that they were in and my favorite part about this is the the raps and the rhymes and poems that they wrote for the main character who his name is Books or his his stage name is Books but the raps and the poems and and um songs that he writes are so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to the soundtrack all the time. 
And um, just to have heard more of that music would have been great. But also I wanted to see where that story was going. They kind of ended the second season. One of the characters was like getting arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a a threat that another was going to be killed. And it was a very clear, they thought they were getting another season. And so they didn't get to wrap that up in the way. And then it got canceled pretty quickly after that. I don't think a lot of people watched. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did, and I really enjoyed it. So that's one that I would have liked to have seen finished for sure. Yeah, I remember you, remember you talking about that one a lot. That was one of the first shows that Netflix canceled that really bumped me out. That was, <laughs> that was one of the only Netflix shows I was watching when it got canceled. Yeah. Number two. All right. My number two is a show that I've talked about recently. It's a recent cancelization. Cancellation. Cancellation. <laughs> um, that was on Fox. Um, one of my favorite shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, Last Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, made me real sad when that that didn't get another season. I was really hoping for a Hulu revival, kind of like they did with uh, well NBC did with Brooklyn Nine Nine, but wasn't to be. Uh, the Will Forte show, of course. I won't spend too much time on it because I've reviewed it. But uh, they did end it the final see the final whatever ended up being the final episode with a big cliffhanger. Um, again, they thought they'd get at least one more season, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a whole cavalcade of people that kind of come out of probably a bunker of some kind they didn't really show um and uh so yeah they, they didn't really he they definitely weren't he would will, will forte was definitely not the last man on earth um not even for the whole first episode no yeah <laughs> so uh yeah they they th- th- clearly there were some people left but uh i, I would love to see at least get them kind of get a an end to it you know and then they were getting jason sudeikis back and and he was in a lot of the last part of the season i think he would have came back for more and that cast is just really funny mm-hmm. um, oh my god it's hilarious yeah so uh yeah i'll miss that show and i wish they would have gotten one more season out of it that's an interesting one because it is it is it is one of and i i don't mean this in a bad way one of the stupidest shows i've mm-hmm. ever watched oh i know but it is hilarious it's that, like stupid comedy but it, is, it works there's a there's a handful of shows that i look forward to watching it like that's one the ones that i'm like i can't wait to watch it just because mm-hmm. like it's mindless fun you know stupid like those type of shows and last man on earth was like one of the shows i was always like i would always watch that mm-hmm. first like yeah. it, was, it was always on sundays uh so it'd be like that walking dead and like homeland when i was watching that and i'd always choose last man on earth earth first because it's easy it's hilarious every time i'd laugh out loud every single episode <laughs> no matter what um so yeah no i'll miss that show a lot though it was well done and they they over the course of the first season really cobbled together a cast that works yeah. super well together yeah. they all fell together in an interesting way narratively um so yeah i i would uh, i never watched that show very often i would just catch a couple episodes with you here and there but yeah, yeah that was a bummer when that one was canceled yeah did you know also so the mom from step brothers is in that show mm-hmm. uh that's ted danson's wife no shit i did yeah. not know that yeah ted danson's great um my number two is a, a little bit of a cheat um because it did get like picked back up um let me explain myself it's halo um and i know i know they're still making halo games i know Mm -hmm. but after the third halo game halo after halo 3 which is like the fifth halo game um after halo (laughs) 3 bungie gave up halo Mm -hmm. and they sold the rights to halo to another studio and halo 4 and halo 5 are just not as good frankly Mm -hmm. and they go in a direction that i think is different than what bungie would have intended seems like they went like a bigger route right it kind of felt like big, a bigger they they more really started action-y. they started to make well first of all they started to tail toward call of duty in terms of the gameplay okay. which is very frustrating um so i've not been nearly as into the multiplayer modes mm-hmm. in those games because of that yeah um and then with with the chief they started to go in a direction with the chief that was a little bit larger than life 
Yeah, right? that that's what I'm that was the one I was trying to think of. It just seems like from what I've watched you play is like Halo like the Halo the first few Halos uh were more seemed more more grounded mm-hmm. and like Exactly. Yes. Yes. It felt more 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 depth to it mm-hmm. whereas like these last few watching you play there's just like fucking explosions everywhere and tons of yeah. different alien things that i've never seen before it's really and it just seems level. like they went huge with they it. they try to go louder yeah and um and i like i like huge action set piece as much as the next guy but i think that i was way more emotionally connected with the first couple halos and then with with the, with four and five they've kind of gone in a direction that is like they kind of mystify the chief in a way that doesn't seem right mm-hmm. the cool part about master chief is he's He's a badass Spartan and everything, but he's not mm-hmm. magic. Right. You know, and they, they add a little bit of mysticism to him that I don't like. And they changed up the relationship between him and his AI Cortana. Mm-hmm. And they, they took that in, I think, a way that makes sense. But they took it just in a I don't a way I didn't like. Right. You know, because there are some developments between him and Cortana where they start to kind of develop a loving relationship for each other. Mm-hmm. And then in four and five, they ran with that. But in a, they ran with it in a way that was a little not great for me yeah um i still like four and five just not as much i what i wish i got was a full-fledged and and maybe halo 3 was bungie's true ending mm-hmm. but they do leave it open at the end for more and i would have rather yeah. have seen hey bungie continue their own story with halo okay so that's a little bit of a cheat because it did get picked back up in a different way but yeah i think there's such a clear division between the two that um well and i'm the co-host and i can do what i want with my list oh you think so, so? um uh, that's that's my pick is Halo. So I I just want to see what Bungie would have done. Okay. Number one. Uh, number one is I think uh, pretty. I think you probably kind of guessed this one. I knew this as soon as you named. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's Community. Yeah. Uh, um. Now, season six was not good. Um. Season five wasn't either. Season five was okay. Um, season six was not great. Um, I did enjoy the addition of Jonathan Banks, who is Mike from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, on Yahoo, it was just not great. Um, but they always said for years, six seasons in a movie, and I would have killed for a movie uh, where they brought back everyone. Uh, maybe maybe not Chevy Chase because he's a racist, but <laughs> um, but uh, brought back Donald Glover. Even, you know, brought back Mike from Breaking Bad um, and kind of d- done because they could have done a really cool movie. Honestly, they could have brought, you know, of course, Dan Harmon would have been involved, but they could also brought back in Joe and Anthony Russo, who started the whole fucking thing with, mm-hmm. with Dan Harmon. And who, are, if you don't know, they're the fucking directors of the Avengers, writers and directors of the Avengers. Yeah. So can you. It's crazy. They started off writing a show about a community college and then they made what's going to be the the two highest grossing movies of all time, probably, you know, like it's going to be crazy, but that whole show is filled with people like that. Oh, Harmon tons. now, um, Rick and Morty is such a hit now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Donald Glover's doing his thing. Oh, yeah. Emmys and shit. Alison Brie was nominated this year for yep. her part in, she, in glow. Yep. She was in some Oscar movies last year. Joel McHale had a show get canceled by Netflix. I mean, yeah. just, everyone is. <laughs> Chevy Chase was found to be a racist from that show. It's yeah. Great. So not all success stories, but they've all been in the news. And yeah. uh, Jonathan Banks has been huge on Better Call Saul. People yeah. are loving that. But show, Nicole so. Brown's picked up some stuff. She's yeah. been doing things. So, but no, uh, yeah, I think they could have done some really, something really cool with the movie. I have no idea what it would have been, but they were the, even if the last few seasons weren't as good, um, really with this, because I thought, because the first three seasons, Dan Harmon was there, then he got kicked off um, for season four. Mm-hmm. Then I think they brought him back for season five, which mm-hmm. I thought season four was bad. Uh, I thought season five was better. 
And then season six was just weird. Mm-hmm. They changed it all up and it yeah. was just strange. Well, they had to like repilot it, right? Essentially, yeah, which yeah. they even joked about. Well, that and because uh, Donald Glover is already gone. Mm-hmm. And then I think another cast member also left. And I can't remember who. Um, I don't know. But I think they were down one more cast member too. Well, Chevy Chase, of course, but he was sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, they, even though the seasons were kind of not great uh, towards the end, they they still were very creative. Mm-hmm. You know, they that's the one thing the show was, always was great at is something doing something creative, being different with stuff. I mean, they they did a whole episode about suicide within a way that made it funny and entertaining, but yet mm-hmm. still serious. Like they they were just, and that was towards the later part of the seasons. Um, they they just did such an awesome job of being creative, doing something different, um, and at least had it entertaining in some way, even if it wasn't super funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they would have done something really really cool with the movie. So uh, I don't think we'll get it at this point now because it's been so long and everyone else is, everyone's been so successful. There's no way they're getting everyone back together. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, I, I would love to see how they actually finish it in the way they wanted to. Yeah, that would be exciting. And even though, even though, and I recognize along with you that the last couple seasons weren't good, we still wanted, like, every week we were right there, mm-hmm. ready to watch it. We even paid for fucking Yahoo whenever that <laughs> short-lived streaming service was to watch yeah. season six. So yeah. um, we're still fans, and we would still go to the movie if it came out. Oh, I'd definitely everybody. Would go. I'd so. be first in line. <laughs> My number one, um, you actually pegged this before we started our list, um, is the Amazing Spider-Man series. <laughs> and I know what you guys are thinking. Amazing? Yeah, Spider-Man. You, yes. you wouldn't do it. Yeah, Seth, the not Amazing the, Spider-Man. Not even the same Raimi one. I thought that made a lot. That was a logical ending. I thought season. Yeah, Harry. Spoiling Spider-Man three here. Harry dies. Yeah, he defeats the Sa- the Sandman. Is gets his happy ending right. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of defeat him. Um, Harry is or Peter's with MJ again, and there's no. They don't do any any stinger at the end of that movie or any sort of. Here comes another villain. It's just, they kill Venom. Um, they wrap everything up nicely enough. Now I know that there was a they wanted to do a fourth one, but there wasn't anything in the third one that necessitated a, se- a se- sequel, and that's yeah. why I pick Amazing Spider-Man because in Amazing Spider-Man two, um, they're teeing up the Sinister Six, mm-hmm. and you've already met a couple of them, and I love Garfield as Spider-Man. I I, I since have learned to love to- love Tom Holland more, but I loved Garfield as Spider-Man. And uh, Gwen State, you know, you have Emma Stone. Of course, she doesn't make it through number two. But there, <gasps> were, there were talks of bringing in like Shailene Woodley in as Mary Jane Watson. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there were stuff that was planned for that third movie that could have been really interesting with MJ and the Sinister Six. Um, you know, and we still didn't have a Dr. Octopus in that one. That would have been a really interesting character to see who they cast. Um, I just think that they they now Sony got pretty ambitious with their hopes for a third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were surprised by the lack of, of money that. Amazing Spider-Man 2 made sure. but I think they could have at least one more I think a third one would have given that a nice tight trilogy that um, could have you know it, it's different from the other two but I don't think it's bad and I know I'm a Spider-Man apologist from Spider-Man 3 and ASM 2 and 1 but um, I would have loved to have seen where they went narratively with that I can't agree with you on this one <laughs> um, <laughs> because what we got in Homecoming was 10 times better than all those and so. that was good but I, I think of them as distinct you know, I think that they they're all different. Yeah, they, they could have done ASM three and still done ended up doing Homecoming. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I think I, I think there there's a part of an audience like you um, that would have, and I and you know of course I would have seen all of them anyway. But uh, mo- there there's a good portion of the audience that would have. But I think your casual moving going going audience would have been very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people are still confused about whether or not the X Men are. I mean, you, you know, like <laughs> it's just like there there's. 
I think the general movie going movie going audience is probably going to be confused by that. And I mean, when you have one that's going to be clearly better in, in terms of Tom Holland and and those mo- that movie's clearly written better and all that stuff, directed, acted better. Um, I think that people would have just a could have would have split the audience and B um, would have eventually phased out of phased how uh, Garfield out of there. So yeah, yeah. Mainly, I I, I liked him. I like Garfield. I like and the I, Spider-Man. I like some I, of what they do. They I hate us Peter Parker, but I love a Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were, like I said, they were ambitious with this. They tried to do a lot of changes and a lot of updating that didn't land with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I liked almost all of what they did, and i sure it has its problems or whatever, but more than anything, I just wanted to see what they were going to try next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I what I cannot defend is them um, using Electro's powers to close the gap in Jamie Foxx's teeth. That's, <laughs> that's the one thing I won't defend. That was pretty silly. <laughs> Oh, but um, come on if there's a list that i can put spider-man at the top of it's going to yeah top. i guess so <laughs> so that is our mambo number five do you have any honorable mentions for this no i forgot <laughs> um i'll mention a couple here um firefly is one that i've not watched myself but i know that everyone wants to yeah. have had a, a continuation of that series sure um so i didn't i just don't want people tweeting at us you don't fucking say firefly so thought i'd say that i would have taken those uh, complaints and said fuck you <laughs> well there you go don't tweet seth at seth O'Ott and mention firefly you're yeah. gonna get an f you right back in your face but um in lieu of any other honorable mentions we're gonna say that for this week is our mambo number five ladies and gentlemen this is mambo number five let's move into some tv news that's what she said tv So, Seth, right off the heels of our Iron Fist cancellation, yet another victim of our Netflix MCU. Yeah, the the uh, Luke Cage, uh, the the hero of Harlem, as they like to call him, is uh, now in retirement. Uh, He will not he'll no longer have his own show on Netflix. Kind of came as a surprise. Uh, People actually liked that one a lot. Uh, A lot of people have that as their favorite show. Um, I talked about the second season and how excited I was for the third one because of what they'd set up for the second season. Could have been on your list. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't like it that much. <laughs> I like all those other things a lot more. But uh, no, I uh, I was kind of even as disappointed to hear it. But I, I mean, I'm not completely surprised because I know. I mean, it's not definitely not the most watched show on uh, superhero show on Netflix. So, so we're down now to Punisher, Daredevil, and Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. I feel like Jessica Jones won't be far behind. My other thought here, though, is maybe they cancel both Luke Cage and Iron Fist and they're going to do instead a mm. um, joint show or uh, a comic series are called Heroes for Hire. Um, but my issue is there is, are they going to retcon? I haven't seen Iron Fist season two yet. I'll get to it soon, hopefully. Um, but, ow, ow, cramp. I got a cramp on my foot. <laughs> ow. Um, and my, my, and season two of Luke Cage, which if you haven't seen by now, I guess light spoilers. He's kind of a dick at the end of it. Um, he's turning into kind of like a crime boss. So um, I don't know how they would have approached that. Maybe they just retcon that ending or maybe they, they first season of Heroes for Hire, if they do that, um, would be Iron Fist kind of fighting Luke Cage. And then they kind of come together towards the end and become the Heroes for Hire or whatever. I would I would like that. I, I would like for them to do a joint show because I think Luke Cage is a way better fleshed out character um, than than what Iron Fist is. And I think together, and one my favorite episode of Luke Cage last season uh, was their episode they had together because mm-hmm. they have really good chemistry and they're interesting and the kind of some of the team moves they have and the fighting is really cool. So um, I, I would love to see a show where they combine. I think that'd be really cool, but uh, I don't know if it'll happen. Also, don't think that either of the shows will be on the the Disney streaming service because mm-hmm. they already talked about how they're going to be a family 
network and um these shows have both had have had a lot of swearing and really brutal action in them so uh i don't see these coming back on anywhere other than netflix if mm-hmm. they were to do it yeah i don't think you're alone in in wanting to see them as a team-up show mm-hmm. i think that could be very interesting let me ask you this um would you want to see both these actors back in that show yeah yeah i mean i don't hate uh finn jones as the iron fist name and mike coulter is the i actually really like mike coulter he's he's actually a really cool i've heard guy a lot of good things about in him. general yeah he's a cool guy um finn jones just i think he wasn't cast great but that's iron fist iron fist is is not a really again deep character other than some of like the mythology and and kunlong but that's even that's not like a, a character mm-hmm. you know it's not a, a depth to his character that's a depth to the story mm-hmm. um and so he, he's just kind of a goody two-shoes billionaire kid whatever but um so I mean the the, the actors were fine, uh, Mike Coulter more so. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I've heard a lot of good things about Mike Coulter. That is the nicest thing I've heard about uh, Finn Jones. Yeah, um, I've I that like I don't hate him. That is the nicest thing I've heard about him. Yeah, I'm not watching myself, but um, yeah, I, I will say that. Um, yeah, exciting stuff going on in the that whole MCU Netflix. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how that continues on mm-hmm. with the addition of some of the stuff that's gonna be coming out on the Disney streaming service and how those things jive. You mentioned viewers getting confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a lot of potential for that here. Yeah. So let's turn to uh, an area we don't cover much, mm. um, and this is the world of the WWE. <sighs> and uh, we had some uh, some interesting stuff come out of the WWE this week that mm-hmm. is kind of making not only WWE news, but is entered into the realm of the larger pop culture now Yeah. Um, in this week. So a couple a couple of things to talk about from WWE. Yeah, the first one, a little bit more of a, this is probably more of a mainstream where everyone knows. Of course, everyone knows who John Cena is. Um, WWE has had something come out recently. They're doing an event in Saudi Arabia in a couple of weeks. Um, I think it might be even being like a Saturday morning or something because of the time difference. But that's on their WWE Network thing. Um, and... Basically, the, the reason people are mad about this um, is there there's a reporter who was f- ordered to be killed by the, the Saudi government. And the Saudi government is who is putting this the show on. So the WWE had a show there six or some months ago, made a shit ton of money. They sold out like a 120,000 seat arena. A government made them a shit ton of money to be there. And they're doing they did it again. And they're hiring all these old guys to come back and stuff. And one of those guys is John Cena. He's wrestling in some matches. Well, he was wrestling in some matches. He just pulled out of this event. Really? Because of everything that's going on. Uh, one of their other star wrestlers, Daniel Bryan, has talked about doing it as well. More than likely will be not will not be at that event. Uh, he was supposed to be in a in their marquee match. Title match. The yeah. WWE title match. Um, uh, there's been, they ever since this news about the, the, the uh, it wasn't even a beheading. It was, they fucking chopped up a reporter with a bone saw yeah. and put him in pieces into like a suitcase or something which is like Sopranos, you know, <laughs> like that's so messed up. Um, so people have been wanting them to pull out a course of the event. And uh, a lot of wrestlers have been, have been, um, you know, pro, you know, protesting it silently. But ever since then, the WWE hasn't meant, hasn't mentioned Saudi Arabia when they talk about this event. At first it was like um, the crown jewel event taking place in, you know, whatever city and the big bull arena, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. The, and they would, they'd mentioned Saudi Arabia millions of times. And now uh, they just say crown jewel and that's pretty much it. And, uh, they've kind of pushed down some of the marketing they've had for it. So there was rumors that might not go on now with like John Cena, their the biggest their biggest star, um, not going. Their title match possibly not happening. I could really see this, and especially too because Vince, who is the owner, um, is is not like 
vetoing John Cena, saying like you have a contract or something. You know, mm-hmm. he, John Cena's doing this and he's going to do it. So um, we'll see. I, I it's in a couple weeks, so I don't know if they I, I don't they even have time to move the venue, but they got some big stuff going on for this. Yeah. So oof, it's a this is tough. Sticky situation. This is tough for WWE because they they're probably in a contract to do this show. Yeah, for one they're, thing. they're being paid. I think the rumor is forty million dollars just to have the show there, mm-hmm. which is a pretty decent amount of and money. And they'll make money on top of it yep. too with ratings and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, what I think is tricky for the for the the wrestlers themselves, John Cena doesn't need whatever money he was going to make. Yeah. Right, John Cena is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan maybe less so, um, but like a lot of these guys are not huge stars mm-hmm. or they're older and not so much not so big as stars anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and aren't in a position to just turn down that kind of money. So yeah. I don't think you're going to see a lot of these guys pull out of it. Yeah. But um, really, honestly, all you need a lot of the time is for John Cena to do something. Mm-hmm. And so um, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on this in the next couple of weeks to see if they end up having this show. Yeah. But I think a lot of a lot of the pop world and the media world in the U.S. is really not liking that this show is still set to go on right now. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, this thing with the reporter getting murdered is pretty ugly. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Um well, yeah, I mean, if, if Daniel Bryan pulls out, that's one match. I, there's like three matches I want to see on this thing, and mm-hmm. that's one that I the probably second most anticipated. Well, the other thing that sucks, too, is like, because when they went there last year, there was controversy because women's wrestling in WWE is huge right now. I mean, this weekend, they're they're doing an all-women's pay-per-view, like the first first ever. You know, it's crazy. And uh, they're getting, trying to get really progressive with that stuff, and they have been for a few years. But the first event in Saudi Arabia, women couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And uh, they weren't getting paid for that day, even though they should be there. You know, the normal event, they would be there wrestling. They weren't getting paid for it. That's a huge payday all the dudes are getting. Same thing this time, but now the added, and there's already protests for them not to go again, but now the added on top of it, um, the whole bone saw thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not good. How much of this, uh, how much of the female stuff with Saudi Arabia do you think went into the decision to do the all-women pay-per-view? Um, I think a lot of it. I think yeah. the... the uh, yeah, because I mean, the, it's a huge payday that the dudes are getting. I mean, it's just it's like I mean, like I said, forty million just to be there. I mean, all these guys are probably getting paid way more than that. Uh, hell, one guy who hasn't wrestled in eight years is probably getting paid a shit ton of money mm-hmm. to to do it, which I'm excited to see. But uh, no, I mean, the women's pay per view is is a big thing, and and you know, it's an awesome awesome that they're doing it. But yeah, I think it's part of a also think it's part of a kind of like here you go because mm-hmm. you can't you can't make forty million dollars. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch that too. But yeah, it'll be exciting. Um, yeah, this is really, um, this is a bigger thing than anything that wrestling does. Right. Um, and, and so was the second story. Um, Mm -hmm. another, another big headline kind of across the sports world specifically, but Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of pop culture is aware of uh, new developments with, uh, the, the former, the now former universal champion, (laughs) which if you don't know is like the biggest title, one of the two biggest titles that WWE has Roman Reigns, Mm -hmm. uh, is now the former universal champion because of some stuff going on with him. Yeah. He, uh. He was he was beaten by Brock Lesnar. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you probably saw it if you uh, were on Twitter or uh, I know ESPN was running it and stuff and on Sports Center and all that. But um, yeah, Roman Reigns got cancer, leukemia, uh, which he he uh, had uh, apparently a decade ago. I didn't know about this. I don't think many people did, but uh, beat it about a decade ago and then you know recently came back and. Um, had to drop his title and leave for the night and kind of a lot, a lot of emotions involved with that. And of course, WWE used it to, in their storylines, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't expect anything less. I was <laughs> pretty happy about to see, but you know, uh, he came out and gave a nice speech and, and all that stuff. And it sucks. Cause 
you know, I've been watching. This is my, I know this year, 90, I started watching wrestling in 98. This is my 20th year watching Jeez. wrestling. Um, and have only taken small breaks here and there. But uh, first time watching in 20 years that uh, anyone's ever had cancer in the middle of their career. You know, some guys have passed away from cancer. But uh, first time I've ever seen anyone have to stop and, and put their career on hold for it. So mm. pretty crazy to see. Um, I knew instantly as he came out walk, wearing normal clothes, I was like, yep, something's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he uh, I would recommend watching that speech. It was pretty cool to see, even if you're not a huge wrestling fan. Um, you know, just kind of let that... If anything else, it's the crowd. Yeah. Uh, I read an article about it today, how crazy it was. But um, it, it, he, he's he's definitely the most hated guy um, in, in wrestling just because of he kind of got pushed down people's throat. People, you know, people would chant, you know, fuck you, Roman, and die, Roman, die, and shit <laughs> like that. Well, you know, oh. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he came out and said his real name, uh, named Joe, and, and uh, he he uh you know said that he had been a battle for leukemia and you could hear the air like suck, suck out, right out of there suck out of the arena and people instantly were you know like sad that you know he he was he had cancer and was going to be leaving and you know it, it's crazy watching wrestling um being a wrestling fan for two decades and knowing what type of fans wrestler wrestling fans are um they can be shitty shitty people but they can also be super supportive and and understanding and appreciative of what they do and and in that moment they were i was proud to see that so mm-hmm. it was a cool moment um definitely would recommend checking out even if you're not a huge wrestling fan but uh sad to see it but um could end up being something great for his career too yeah yeah <laughs> so if he, if he beats it which he should, hopefully he will um could actually end up having a huge career resurgence here when he comes back so yep it's just one of those things you know sports or tv or whatever have like there are things that are bigger than Mm -hmm. that you know and all those people were there to see wrestling and they were Mm -hmm. excited to see wrestling and what they got in that moment was not wrestling but they did step up to the occasion and Mm -hmm. you know it's just like in football when someone gets really badly injured and both sets of fans are will cheer them off the field and things like that so it's it's good to see the good in people in situations like that even when yeah 20 seconds before he said that they were trying to boo him out of the stadium yeah um but it's 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 an interesting yeah again we'd recommend in fact i'll link to a a youtube um video for that um in the description box so make sure you check that out but a really interesting scene and uh of course we at soko show wish roman the best uh, as do everyone Mm -hmm. of the um wwe fans out there so so that's going to do it for our TV news this week. A little unexpected WWE news, but glad to have it uh, <laughs> make an appearance on the show uh, since we are fans. We're going to turn to our monthly segment that we missed last week. Uh, I'm very last nervous. Uh, missed last month. Yeah, I'm very nervous about this month's movie release rectal exam. I did not miss the sounder. No? (laughs) No, not at all. I love it. Uh, So this is the movie release rectal exam. Seth is going to give me three clues for three movies that are going to be coming out in the month of November. Um, I need to guess the movies Seth is referring to. And if I'm not able to get all three, Seth gets to make up a nickname for me that I will have to use on the show over the next month. You have to do it over the phone for most of it. It's true. Yeah, I'm going to be cringing hard from my uh, studio in Oregon yeah. uh, where I'll be recording. But uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't like my odds here. This is a difficult month. Um, but we'll see what I can do here. So, uh, Seth, the clues are going to be one actor, one director, and one release date. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to match up each with a movie that's going to be released in November. So what do we have 
I get to choose. Yeah, you choose. Which choose. one do you want? Okay. Uh, better give me a. Go ahead and give me an actor first. I think I get the best shot at getting an actor. Actor. All right. Actor and or actress. Hugh Jackman. Okay, I do get this one. Okay. Um, so Hugh Jackman is going to be in the front runner. Yeah. Real excited to see that one. Me too. Yeah. He's a, a candidate running for office. I think it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Has his uh, campaign kind of derailed by I think it's a um, a sexual um, maybe like an affair. Thing kind of derails the campaign, so hey, like I'm that. excited. Hugh Jackman, uh, first time back since um, uh, Greatest Showman last year. I think for a lot of people, they're going to see this just because of him. And okay. I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. What would you like next? Oh, this is where I start getting nervous. Uh, I'll take a director next. Director, Stephen Capel Jr. <laughs> okay, this is where I lose. <laughs> really? Um, hold on, let me take a stab at this. Stephen Capel Jr. Hmm. I'll get, it, I, I do have an additional hint. Am I am I right about yeah, this? Yeah, but you can use it either on this or release or date. the next one. Stephen Capel Jr. So the hint for I'll give you, so the, you know the hints for the release date if it's a sequel or if it's uh-huh. a uh, first. The direct the hint for director is his uh, top um, top other film, his or her top other film that they've done. Okay, um, Stephen Capel Jr. And we already have used the front runner. Okay, I'm gonna guess. Um, okay, I think Creed. Creed what? Sorry, Creed two. Okay, yeah, it you're is right. Creed two. Yep. Oh yes, that was a stab in the fucking dark. Okay. Yeah, so. and uh, his other directing, um, you you wouldn't help you if you got the hint, but uh, his looks like the only feature length movie he's done other than Creed two is a movie called The Land in 2016. That would never help heard you of at that. All. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. So, I'm one, I'm one good guess away from winning this bitch. Um, we have uh, a release date. So you're going to give me a release date. Hopefully yep. it's in November. <laughs> it is. It's uh, November 9th. November 9th. So your hint, obviously. So the hint is... Yeah, if, give me the hint. It's, is this the first in the series or is this a sequel and it's the first? This is an original movie. Um, the first. The first. Maybe not original, but it is the first. November 9th. Okay. Hmm. Wow, I'm blanking on... Oh. Ooh. Okay, uh, can I ask for a clarifier on that one? I don't know. Um, Let me ask it to you this way. If the movie were a reboot, would that count as a sequel, or would it still be a first? It'd be a first. Okay, then my guess for this one is going to be The Grinch. Damn it! Yeah! <laughs> Where's the button? For three for the win! Yes! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh, I'm the king. <laughs> I almost went with Bohemian Rhapsody, but I, I when I um, I shouldn't have gave you the clarifying. You shouldn't have gave me the clarifying. I was gonna guess that The Grinch is the only movie I could think of that was coming out that week. See, but, I didn't think um, you. I figured you would have went with something else. I, the, the Grinch was like the fourth one in the in the the whole list of okay. movies that came out in the ninth. So, and I'm just lucky that it's the yeah. first one I thought of. Yeah. Oh my god! I want to listen to this one more time. For three for the win. I should have went with Widows. You should have went with Widows. I wouldn't yeah. have gotten it. Yeah. You probably don't even know what that is. <laughs> I couldn't. I barely even got the capable one. Hey, the guessing gods are on my side this week Yeah. on the new release rectal exam. Let's hear that sounder one more time for good measure. Wow. 
You need to grow up. It's good to be the king. I'm still going to be the co-host next month. You're going to have to wait until maybe December to use whatever uh, nickname you got cooking over there. Oh, it's, it, it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> well, good. Uh, don't want to forget that the rectal exam this week was brought to you by Mike's Wood. You can get some of Mike's Wood at uh, Etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed. If you need your woodworked, again, uh, hit the link in the description box for Mike Wood. Mike's Wood. Uh, <laughs> quick plug for Mike. I did. Uh, I got a nice going away present from Mike. Um, have you seen this? Yeah, I did. So I got a nice, uh, he worked my wood into a, uh, a the shape of the state of Iowa. Uh, it's got a nice little, it says home on there. Mm. So uh, oh. thank, thanks uh, thanks to Mike for. Um, it's an E at the end. I got I'll be, it. Uh, yeah. I'll be putting this one um, in uh, in the the satellite studio out in Oregon, where I'll record the show. So thanks again, Mike. Uh, if you want wood like this, um, head on over to Etsy.com/shop/cornfedwood. Wood. Um, my my favorite thing. So uh, Mike, of course, is at the party this weekend, as was uh, another uh, a friend of the podcast. Jesus. At Jared Buckendall. Uh, so they they didn't. I don't. Th- I think they didn't know if they'd met before, but when. Uh, <laughs> When, when they they uh, said hi to each other, um, Jared referred to, "Are you Mike of Mike's Wood?" <laughs> oh, that made me laugh so hard. Oh my god, that's funny. That's classic Jared comedy, no doubt. <laughs> okay. And I'm just staring across the room like Seth is the MC of the show, and we'll say what's next. But yeah, uh, what's to... next? We're going to movies. Yeah, you got it right. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. Got to tell you, I'm still riding high off that rectal exam win. Did not think I was going to get that one. Riding high off the rectal exam. Of course you are. Gross. Uh, movies this week brought to you by Mathis Designs, uh, our third and final sponsor of the week. Uh, Mathis Designs, Steph Mathis out of Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, she's a uh, graphic designer, so get out there and check out all sorts of cool uh, stickers and stationery. And uh, I know she's working on some calendars for the new year. So get out there and check that out. It's etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs. Paid. Yep, you got to pay for those. A uh, lot of movie news this week, Seth. Um, and like uh, like often, uh, it's a lot of uh, superhero stuff to start out with. Um, the first is we got a piece of interesting news out of the camp for the Wonder Woman sequel. Yeah, they pushed the release date uh, basically another seven months to uh, June 5th of the 2020 year, uh, the Barbara Walters year. And uh, so, yeah, push it off away from kind of what people, it was in November of 19. People were kind of speculating that, uh, trying to get away from Star Wars to extend its uh, weekend uh, weekend box office. See, I, I, I get trying to get away from Star Wars, but into June, like they don't, they're not going to have all of June to themselves. Uh no, but they'll they'll have they'll have a few weeks. I mean, right now there isn't. Well, there was that other Gal Gadot movie coming out, Red Notice, with the The Rock. That was the same day, right? Uh, June twenty twenty, June fifth, twenty twenty. Uh, that was coming out the same day. But it sounds like The Rock will probably push that one back. Mm. Um, but uh, I mean, uh, the the nice thing is there's not like they couldn't push it up to, um, they couldn't push this movie up to like May or June of twenty nineteen because of the Avengers. Oh, so yeah. um, and you can't you don't want to put you, if you can't do November, which has been a good month recently, um, you don't want to you can't put it out in January, March, or January, February, March or even April uh, unless you're Avengers. So I think that's probably the best next best time. That's not Star Wars or Marvel. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting, yeah. And they're going to end up competing with Marvel in some regard in that same month. But it's not Avengers. But it's not <laughs> so, Avengers and it's not Star Wars. So or, I, I fully and it's not Spider. This. It's not going to be Spider-Man either. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe they have to deal with uh, maybe a Doctor Strange again or a Thor or Guardians or I don't know what's supposed to come out during that time, but it's not as big of an IP. Wonder Woman will be the biggest IP in June, I think. Yeah, this will be good. Uh, I'm not necessarily, this doesn't, this doesn't um, harm my... Uh, excitement or my optimism for this movie. I, again, just like you're saying, I think they're just trying to make the most money by avoiding some of these other uh, huge tentpole movies. Uh, we got uh, the definition of tentpole last week on the show. Um, <laughs> are you feeling the same? Is this hurting your your optimism no, for the movie at all? No, no, uh, not at all. Um, I mean, I I'm not super optimistic optimistic about it to begin with, but I'm not. I'll not see any it. less so yeah. because of the change. Let's keep it in in uh, superheroes and spin over to the MCU. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home has just wrapped filming, and we got a pretty cool sneak peek of uh, of Peter's new suit, Peter slash Spider-Man's new suit, um, from the new movie. Got an interesting new look, um, and uh, I'll post a link to it down in the description box so you all can check it out for yourself. Uh, I like the new look. It's a little less blue than I would have liked. I like the classic classic spidey bright blue and red look what do you think of this one i like it a lot actually um i do like the blue kind of the darker blue almost looks black but uh i think it's just kind of a different it's a different take on the suit um and then it has like a cool like silver spider in the back and all that stuff so i'm excited uh i mean i always enjoy with movies especially like marvel what they've done with like the iron man suits every Mm -hmm. time there's some a slight variation that makes it a little cooler and i think uh you know he's not going to wear the iron spider all the time but uh, I think this is kind of a, a nice little upgrade for him. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, one thing I am glad, of, and what I hope that this means for that next Spider-Man movie is that it's. I don't want him to be in the Iron Spider anymore. I, I don't think whatever his story is is going to necessitate that, and I don't want him to always be in the Iron Spider. Um, and even the Stark suit that he had in Homecoming, uh, I thought it was fun and an interesting addition to that story. But I don't. Need, I don't want my Spider-Man to have an AI all the damn time. <laughs> this is not. I, this is, I don't know. I have a thing against that for some reason. Um, so maybe this means that the new suit doesn't have AI. Maybe it still does. Maybe it's still another Stark suit. I don't know. Uh, don't want to read into it too much, of course, because that's going to be our follow-up to Avengers 4. But mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I am glad, first and foremost, that it's not the Iron Spider. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A couple more pieces of news before we jump into a few movie reviews uh, this week here. So let's talk about this. Um, Guillermo del Toro coming in hot off of an Oscar win with uh, The Shape of Water this last year, uh, set to take on another interesting property, uh, going to reboot and keep it animated, as mm-hmm. I understand, Pinocchio. Yeah, Which um, I think it's like an interle- like a it's a it's a property that's like domain. I think it's a domain property. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe doing this without the assistance of Disney, uh, which I think is good. Yeah, but um, here's my question for you: If they're going to keep this animated, mm-hmm. what are they going to do? Like what what are they going to do that's new what, what's a fresh new take on Pinocchio if it's still in? I could see this as a computer animated thing maybe they want to go probably. that route it'll probably be CG I mean it'll it'll probably be a little darker take knowing, mm-hmm. knowing Guillermo but uh, yeah we'll see maybe Pinocchio's a murderer <laughs> that'd be pretty fucking sweet I'd watch that like child's play I, this is an interesting choice for me because uh, obviously coming off of the Oscar he can do whatever he wants uh, maybe this is something near and dear to his heart um, and Shape of Water was great so um, I mean I'll see this um, and I like the classic story of Pinocchio. I think it's an interesting one. So we'll see. I'm a little bit nervous because, I, like I said, I don't think this bring can bring a lot new to mm-hmm. the story. But um, if anyone can do it, it's probably Guillermo. So we'll see. Yeah. So in probably 
the weirdest sentence that I'm going to say on the podcast. <laughs> um, it sounds like the production company owned by LeBron James has acquired the rights to Friday the 13th. Not acquired. They're in talks. They're in talks. Uh, they're, they're looking to to produce a new Friday the 13th movie. So LeBron wants to do a slasher movie. I want to see LeBron play Jason because he's a giant freak of a man. And I want to see him sling a machete around. I did see some memes uh, about this today that said uh, Camp Crystal Lakers. Oh, my God. Which I think is kind of funny. Um, I don't know what to make of all this LeBron stuff. He there, He's kind of in 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 earnest, started kind of the production thing. They've mm-hmm. got a, a movie or two out, I think, kind of small time that they're working on. Yeah. Um, now, I know it's LeBron and there's inherent thoughts that will come with that, but... W- Let's talk most. Let's talk first about this. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Is it time to reboot? Or are you excited for this one? We're coming I, hot off a of Halloween. We'll get into into uh, what we thought of that one. Um, but it is reboot time for a lot of these uh, classic slasher movies. Is Friday the Thirteenth one you're excited to see? It's. I mean, I sure. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be the reason I saw Halloween is because it was different. They mm-hmm. they they made a forty year old sequel essentially. You know, essentially the first movie and and uh, it uh, it was different. And I think I don't think they would do a sequel to the first Friday the 13th, Mm-mm. you know, and, and it would be a ripoff if they did. So, I mean, if they do something different with it and, and don't make it just like a, you know, essentially the same thing as the first movie again, um, maybe, but I don't really care that much. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's ask kind of the wider question here too. So LeBron is probably not going to be creatively involved in this movie, assuming that they do actually get it. Yeah. Um, but you have guys like the, like LeBron and like the rock, who has a production company as mm-hmm. well. The Rock may be a little bit more creatively involved, but these are guys who, you know, started as athletes, made a billion dollars, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get into the production game. Do you welcome this kind of thing, or do you, are you kind of like, leave it to the filmmakers to do this? What are your thoughts on these guys who made their money outside of film kind of trying to break in? I think, I mean, it's I think it, it's, it's fine. I mean, they have the money, they have people around them. And I do think actually both LeBron and, and The Rock both... Uh, are involved with scripts. They, they look at the scripts and kind of choose what they mm-hmm. are interested in and what looks good and, you know, get advice from people. So, I mean, there, there's, there's definitely people around them that have, have ideas and have, have good creative instincts. So I think, uh, sooner than Friday the 13th, possibly we'll see uh, space jam two and we'll get to see yep. a little bit LeBron heavily involved in that one, uh, potentially starring in it, I think. No, so yeah. He, they've already confirmed that he's he is the star. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see, we'll see after that, uh, what we think of Friday the 13th. I want to reboot of this as soon as possible. Um, I love Friday the 13th. I love Jason. So uh, sure. a, a nice modern reboot, another nice modern reboot of that mm-hmm. uh, is welcome to me. I say fucking try it. Let's go. Yeah. One last piece of movie news, another reboot, one that is far less welcome to me. Um, but it sounds like already the Pirates of the Caribbean are getting rebooted. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't care about this at all. <laughs> like, the, I don't like those movies very much. And uh I don't think a reboot. Now the the writers of Deadpool are involved, which sure, because um, I mean, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna have uh, Johnny Depp make references to the camera or whoever plays Cap- Captain Jack Sparrow. But yeah, but he's not gonna talk about fucking Kim Kardashian. Like, right? Deadpool relies so heavily on pop culture that it that that doesn't translate. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give you that they they add some interesting comedic stuff that wasn't referential in that, but uh, they they don't get me to this movie. I'll tell you yeah. that right now. No, I I don't care about this movie and and. You know, they're just trying to make money again. So mm-hmm. this is this is one of the first times in my life where I'm like, that movie just fucking came out mm-hmm. and you're going to reboot it. Like mm-hmm. we're we're getting old enough now where movies that have come out in our lifetime are getting rebooted. And it's <laughs> frustrating. I get why all of our I get why our parents are so annoyed by all this shit. Yeah. Well, I'd be more annoyed if it's something I cared about. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really care about this at all. So, yeah. 
All right, so that's going to do it for our movie news, but we do have a few reviews to get to, and I'm excited to hear uh, your thoughts on the two that you saw alone, but let's start with the one we went to together. This is the Halloween sequel. Not not so much a reboot, mm-hmm. but, a, but a sequel. Sequel, yeah. Um, 40 years after the fact. Now, this retcons everything after the first Halloween. So mm-hmm. this is a pure sequel to the original Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Mm-hmm. 40 years later is Laurie Strode. Uh, Michael is now uh, 60, 61 years old, I believe. Yeah. And uh, still strong as fuck. Yeah. A little small spoiler there. <laughs> yeah. But um, he's back and wants to do some murdering. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is ready for him this time. Mm-hmm. And she's setting out to kill him. So we had, I, w- I will say this, kind of editorially outside of the review, we had a blast yeah. going to this movie. Yeah. Um, we Beforehand, we got together with a couple buddies and uh, did a little happy hour, had a few beers, went mm-hmm. into the movie. I had so much fun at this movie. Um, and I, I took it upon myself to yell at the screen and all that stuff. Basically, if you ask about a hundred people that went to Cedar Rapids, uh, to see this movie <laughs> last week, they hate me. Yeah. Um, cause I maybe had a little more beer than I should have before the film, but I had a total blast seeing this. Yeah. Um, but I can't tell you much about narratively what happened <laughs> other than it was fun and I enjoyed it. Um, so yep. maybe we'll lean a little bit more on you for the review. So tell us what you thought about Halloween. Yeah. I mean, I'll keep it quick too. Cause I mean, it's, it's a horror movie and there's not a whole lot to, uh, to really, to really go into in terms of performances and all that stuff um i mean other than jamie lee curtis she was pretty awesome uh she heard definitely much different laurie strode than the mm-hmm. first movie what i would say though is if you um especially this time of year i would definitely watch the first one first oh yeah i appreciated this this movie about a hundred times more because i saw the movie the night before um there's so many awesome little homages to the first movie just though even from the opening credits with the orange the same font, the same orange. Mm-hmm. Um, the jack-o'-lantern, uh, this time is reanimating, which is kind of like a cool parallel because Michael Myers is reanimating and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, but so many little nods, even like just the beginning when uh, instead, because like the first movie, Jamie Lee Curtis and her friends are walking down the street talking and stuff. Uh, this time it's her granddaughter walking down the streets with her friends talking and stuff. And like um, the shots of like Michael in the background were a very similar. Like the, even they, they had a station wagon again that he took that was driving in the background and and all that type of stuff. So um, just a lot of really cool visual cues. A lot of the music was very the same. Apparently, like Laurie Strode has her own theme and it's the Halloween theme backwards. They did. Weird. They did, yeah. So just like a lot, just a lot of really cool Easter. I mean, I read an article of like 35 Easter eggs and this movie that based off the, the first one. So um, if you're a fan of the first one, definitely check this one out. Um, if you've never even seen the the first ones, the first one, it's not a great. I mean, it's not. It's acted very poorly, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's really cool in terms of how they do some of the stuff. It's a super uh, low budget movie from 1978. Right. It's not going to be your favorite, but it is worth watching it's, for it's, the context. Yeah, and like just the the kills are re- like this one, uh, this new one, um, definitely takes the kills from the first one and ramps them up. There's so many gruesome things that happen in this movie, um, even more so than than the first one. But um, it's, I mean, just so many cool little things. Um, I, I just love anytime he's kind of in the background mm-hmm. and you're just waiting. Um, he'll be there and disappear. You'll see maybe just his head. So if you're not paying close enough attention, you won't see it. Um, there's a shot in the background that you completely missed until uh, yeah. right at the end where he's beating the piss out of some person and you only see like kind of him moving. This is before he gets the mask back, mask back and all that. But again, if you've seen the first one, you'll love this one, I think. If you haven't seen the first one, watch the first one, see if you like it in terms of a horror movie, and then check this one out. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of the other ones, but this, uh, w- watching the first one uh, and then going to this one, I had such a good time and appreciated the hell out of it. So yeah, and I think what's interesting about this one, Seth, is that um, it's not you're not a horror fan, right? But this no, movie, really. this movie doesn't set out to terrify you. Yeah, right. It's more, it's a little more narrative. Mm-hmm. There's some, 
it's a little more action than more mythology. Horror. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because it's not like we went to Hereditary expecting to get our tits scared off. Mm-hmm. And there's some creepy shit in there. Michael Myers is a scary guy. You don't want to come across that guy. Yeah. But they do they do less to try to scare you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was just a more it was a really enjoyable experience to go to if you can see this in the theater do it yeah um otherwise if you have to catch it at home do that but yeah definitely we agree that you you you're gonna want to watch the first one and then watch this one shortly after Mm -hmm. and you're gonna love them both we had we had a great time at this i can't wait to see it again mainly so i can remember everything that happened in it (laughs) um but uh all the guys that we went with really enjoyed it and so did the rest of our theater um except for that one guy that was screaming so halloween (laughs) gets a thumb up from the two of us and uh we've got two more movies now you saw these on your own um, while I thought you were out of town with your mother <laughs> getting ready for a surprise party, you dickhead. Um, so we got two more. I'll let you pick which one's next. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is my cover was, I said I was going to my mom's and instead I spent six hours at the movie theater. So, uh, um, the first one, a movie that a movie called the sisters brothers takes place during the uh, 1800s, kind of during the gold, gold rush. Um, cast is actually pretty stacked. Uh, when, when you kind of see the main, the main, the, the main people. So um, you got John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix are the stars of the movie. They are the sisters brothers. Um, then you have Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed in this movie as well. Hmm. They play a little more supporting roles, but uh, John C. Riley, Joaquin Phoenix, like I said, sisters brothers, they are uh, like mercenaries for uh, this um, kind of uh, mob, not really mob because it's not the mob in the 1800s, but uh, gang leader, uh, the, the Comanche or something like that. And uh, they they go and basically try and you know find people that has done this the, their boss wrong. Um, Riz Ahmed actually plays uh, the guy who's done. He's he's a prospector who's done uh, the Comanche wrong. I, I think his name's Comanche. I can't fucking remember. I know I saw this with Dan, so he's probably gonna fucking give me some shit for getting something wrong about it. But um, and Jake Gyllenhaal has also seems to be working for um, this Comanche person. And and he uh, he's he's trying to gather uh, Riz Ahmed to uh, have the sisters brothers come pick him up. Well, um, kind of so it's like a western setup, you know, like they're all on these horses and stuff. And I'm not a huge westerns fan to begin with, so it's it, some of them are hard for me to get into. This one, I I think I was more into the more into parts of it because of the cast and the acting. Jalen Hall is one of those actors for me. Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix too, are actors to me that are like when they get when they're in, into a role, they transform into those roles. You know, Riz Ahmed's kind of getting there too, but I still need to see more work from him. I didn't like him in Venom, so, um, but he was good in this. Um, John C. Riley though, I cannot see. I every time I see him, I see fucking Dale from Step Brothers, <laughs> yeah. and even even like a lot of his movies. Like there's certain movies that he kind of breaks from that, but mm-hmm. like when he's just like being a dude, um, I just keep seeing Dale. Like uh, it, and even just a lot of his manner mannerisms are very Dalish. You know um, what, and this is a little aside, um, you should check out uh, Boogie Nights. He's a really yeah. interesting role in Boogie Nights. Yeah, And I know, that's a great movie otherwise, too. Yeah, and I know he's, like, done, you know, he there's roles that he's different in, mm-hmm. but uh, if he's just being a normal guy, it's kind of, yeah. you know. But uh, anyway, this movie, um, it it takes, it. it's not a weird movie, and it, it, it's not like, it, but it's not like, for me, it was just a movie. Um, when, after talking with Dan about this, it's just like I don't know what, what to think about it because, and it's not it's not in a I don't know what to think about it in a way of like uh, that was weird or makes you think. It doesn't make you think or anything. It's just you know it's it's just a movie. You know I saw you know two hours. Um, 
two hour, two hours of a western. And and like I said, I mean the performances were pretty good. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is he it's a completely different role than what I saw him beating a dude's head with, in with a hammer. <laughs> um, Joaquin Phoenix does do a good job of taking on different roles, and and he he's such a damn good actor. Um, same same thing with Jake Gyllenhaal. I liked his character a lot, and he played kind of more of a proper guy that type of thing. But um, this movie kind of has two halves to it, and and it's not it it just never felt like the movie was going anywhere, you know. Um, so I mean, I'll kind of keep it at that because I mean, I wasn't super enthused about this movie, but um, I would say like if it's on Netflix or something, and you like westerns, maybe check it out. It's a little funnier at points too, uh, because of the cast, but. Um, it's not, it's not like a great action movie. It's not a great comedy. It's not, it's just, you know, it's kind of a movie. So yeah, there you go. Got to have a few of those, right? Yeah. Just to knock out a couple hours, you know, yeah. they can't all be Oscar winners, but, uh, yeah. I'm, I, I will say this. Um, I'm glad that you saved this one for last because I'm the most excited to hear about the third movie that you saw. Yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Saw that movie. No. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the hate you give, which uh, has gotten a lot of, uh, talk recently because of its uh, premise and, and plot and all that stuff. So for those who don't know, it's basically uh, taken out of the headlines. Um, you know, a, a, so there's this girl named Star. She is uh, driving in her driving in a car with her friend. Kind of made that rhyme a little bit. Star in the car. Yeah. Um, and uh, her friend is pulled over for no reason. I mean, they're both black. So they're pulled over for no reason. Uh, the guy is taken out of his car. Um, and he is reaching in for a hairbrush. You can see this all in the trailer. Uh, reaching in for a hairbrush, and he gets shot and dies. And so this whole movie is about kind of how Star has to live because uh, she's—I mean, she's the star of the movie. Um, oh my god! I get it. <laughs> and so she she lives these two lives. She lives a life in kind of the, her her school, which is like a very super white prep school. Um, she is kind of you know she's a star basketball player, but she acts she acts more white than even the white kids do because she doesn't want to be labeled as if she does use slang or whatever she's labeled as you know a, a hood rat essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she's home, she acts like you know herself. She um, you know she she wears hoodies and she listens to rap music and she has a little more slang to the way she talks and all that stuff. And so th- there's there's that part of the movie where it's a balance of like how she has to act differently between two different types of people. Um, but then there's also, like I mentioned, the the shooting thing um, where that bleeds into that because um, she wants to hide that she was there for that shooting. You know, she um, she was in the hood, you know, mm-hmm. and they, she doesn't want her friends to know that. They know she lives there, but they don't know what type of stuff she's involved in. So um, there's that. Str- that's the main part of the movie is the struggle of um, do I give up this double identity um, to honor my friend and try and help you know, put these people away that are doing bad things or, um, uh, in, in that conflict of her internally there, which is awesome. Um, the cast in this is really actually pretty impressive. Um, so this girl, uh, star, she, I'd never seen her or anything before, but she's definitely gonna be doing some awesome things. Her name's, uh, um, Amanda Stenberg. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, of course, Regina Hall's in it. <laughs> Gotta be, but she's Bre- the mom. Brent. Yep. She's the mom. Yep. It's Brenda. Um, Got Anthony Mackie uh, in this movie. Mm, uh, I said he reprises his role as Papa Doc <laughs> from Eight Mile. He's uh, he's he's the drug dealer in this. Uh, Issa Rae is in this. She's like a lawyer um, who uh, who's kind of fighting for the 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 uh, police to be taken down. Uh, Common is in it, of course. Uh, he uh, he plays he plays the uncle t- uh, to to Star and uh, plays a cop as well. So there's some conflict there because because of that. Um, 
I wouldn't recognize. I, you'd recognize him if you saw him, but the actor's name is Russell Russell Hornsby. He was in Fences. He was uh, the brother to Denzel Washington in Fences. Oh, he's so great in Fences. Yeah, he's he's a really good actor. And I think that's pretty much it for people you would know, unless I'm missing someone. But a pretty good cast, a really solid cast. And uh, Anthony Mackie plays a real shithead as this drug dealer. He's mm-hmm. trying to, he's trying to stop all of the the because he's a drug lord. He's trying to stop. He likes that there's shit going on that's keeping tension away from him. So he's got that whole thing involved. But this movie is really super deep. It's a two and a half hour movie, so there's a lot going on. Damn. Um, but it's a very, very deep movie um, in terms of, and it's super appropriate for the times right now. Um, I think everyone needs to see this movie because it is it is so powerful in terms of this. I mean, the way you, and, and Jared actually reviewed this and, and sh- uh, shared a lot of the same sen- sentiments, but... Um, you can listen At to that. Jared there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, it's it's just a super important movie to see because you, you know someone who hasn't lived the life that stars lived, um, you feel that you feel you feel the uh, the 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 weight that she has to carry uh, in terms of two lives, and and then just the weight she has to carry and adding on top of that with with her friend dying in, in front of her eyes and how she's had how she's had to deal living in in the ghetto and and uh, the. The, just the the hardship hardship she's gone through with, with her with her dad and and all, it's just, just so much stuff so much stuff going on in this movie and super important to see I recommend this for everyone it's one of my favorites of the year doesn't quite crack my top five it's at number six right now even uh, so fuck yeah I've seen a lot of movies I've seen like fifty movies almost this year now so um, movie that'll stick with you and it's not a movie uh, Jared mentioned it too it's not a movie you want to rewatch because it is so hard to uh, not hard to get through but it's very it's very taxing um, but it's it's very well acted like i mean the cast like i mentioned is pretty awesome and uh the topics are very very uh very appropriate and very um i think people who don't who see these shootings and stuff um or see kind of how um you know see from the outside how these communities are set up don't really understand it until Mm -hmm. you get a story told like this uh the story that they tell in this movie is just super impactful and uh yeah, I think this definitely needs to be seen by everyone. So, so this is interesting because um, I remember seeing a trailer for this a mm-hmm. couple months ago, and I was really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to buy the book. And um, I went to buy the book on Audible, of course, uh, where if you hit the link down below, uh, <laughs> audibletrial.com slash SoCo, you get uh, 30 days in your first book for free. Free! Uh, went, to get, went to get the book, and I noticed that it was in the y, uh, YA young adult sure. section. And just by seeing that, to be frank, I... I kind of discounted this mm-hmm. and i said oh it's a ya novel it's trying to cash in on the headlines lately it's going to be very fluffy and bogus um and i it, it it decreased my excitement for this movie a lot and um i wasn't able to go with you um but it's one that i was going to see always but was less excited for mm-hmm. right um but not only your review but every every review i've heard has been so good yeah, now it's 97 on tomatoes right yeah, now or 96 so what i will say what i will say to folks is don't let the young adult title oh, no, of no, no, this no. shy away because it sounds like they handle it in a very mature way oh super mature way i mean there's some there there are some of your young adult tropes uh, here and there um she has a boyfriend um mm. who's a fucking like sweetheart of a dude he's awesome um i was like man that Fucking, I would date that dude. Like he's such, he's such a nice guy. Um, and then, uh, so there's some of that going on. But even that only lasts a little bit. Um, and he, he, it kind of seems at the beginning that might be a trope, you know, young adult trope. But when he, when he actually matters to the plot, um, it's it means something. 
and it's not it's not done in a super cheesy way. You know, I mean, kind of cheesy, but not done in a in a cheesy way where it's like, uh, barf. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just it's a very complex movie for, you know, what it is. It's I don't know. I awesome awesome movie. <laughs> uh, there, there's there's really not anything else to say other than just I mean, it's you you get the plot and it's it's just done in such a serious and and uh, emotional way that. Yeah, it, it'll it'll change the way you think about things, or even if it doesn't change it, it'll it'll make you think about things. And and as you walk, you know, as you're leaving the theater, it, it it'll 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 hit you. Yeah, I'm really excited to see this. Um, the first thing that uh, you and Jared said to me uh, when I when I when you were telling me about it the other night, or you did, just you and yeah. Dan. Were you Dan? No, I, I saw this one you by saw myself. This one yeah, I was the only one who saw it. Um, and then Jared saw it on I think on Sunday when he got back. That's but. right. Yeah, the first thing you said to me was like, "Yeah, I saw the hate you give." You're gonna cry when you see it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh God, okay." <laughs> so yeah, I I am excited to see it because I identify with a lot of the issues that she's talking or that she's apparently going through in this, and um, you know, it just kind of seems like black homework mm-hmm. to to do. Um, but I am very excited to see this, and uh, I'll let everyone know what I think afterwards. But uh, but I'll be rushing to see this as soon as I can. So that's going to do it for movies. And as we wrap up the show, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Uh, my one more thing is, you know, so I, I am coming up on the move, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one thing that a lot of folks might not know about me is uh, I am I'm a huge fan of loyalty programs and punch cards and the like. I'm a <laughs> member of almost every frequent flyer program. <laughs> um, and what stinks is I, I am a part of loyalty programs for a couple of um, you know, regional or Iowa only chains and restaurants mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so my eating habits in the last couple of weeks and for the next week are dog shit. <laughs> um, like I had a punch card for a pizza joint that was da- that's downtown, mm-hmm. where if you buy like twelve slices, you get your thirteenth for free. So over the past. I don't know, month or so, I've gone there for like six slices of pizza. <laughs> um, today I got my free slice. And so I don't need to ever go to that place again. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm working on uh, Poncheros, if you don't know, as a burrito joint. That's kind of a Midwest <laughs> thing, uh, specifically Eastern Iowa. Um, I have one. I have to go to Poncheros one more time, and then I'll get a free burrito. Mm-hmm. So I need to eat Poncheros twice in the next week to take advantage of that. Sounds doable. Yeah, it sounds doable. <laughs> I, I'm, there's a lot of weeks where I've had Poncheros more than once. <laughs> so uh, my one more thing is, first of all, join all the loyalty programs you had or that you can and two if you're going to move away from your loyalty programs make sure you plan ahead for the meals otherwise you're going to end up having to binge a bunch of burritos in the last five days that you're living in iowa binging a bunch of burritos sounds pretty much like heaven to me um my one more thing um seen a lot of funny uh twitter accounts recently not like iron cheek where you know he's just he's just witty because he's iron cheek um no, a lot of weird like things that have gotten popular people created for no fucking reason. Um, one that I know you saw um, was, uh, is it Ted Danson's birthday Twitter account? Love this. And they just tweet every day, it's not Ted's Danson's, Ted Danson's birthday until eventually it will be Ted's, Ted Danson's <laughs> birthday. And I think all fucking hell's going to break loose. <laughs> there, there, there's also one tweet in there randomly. It's like, darkness is my friend or some weird ass <laughs> shit where it got real depressing. <laughs> I think that's the that's like a secondary account for someone who's depressed and they accidentally posted it to the wrong. <laughs> yeah. Account. Um and then the other one that I saw is, is uh what is Colin Firth doing? Uh where it's just like fucking pictures of him and it's like Colin Firth eating a hot dog, Colin Firth getting dressed. And it's like some of them are pictures of him in movies, some of them are just like him out eating a hot dog. Just like <laughs> just like random photos of Colin Firth doing things. Um I and then there's also like some in the past that like were name uh name puns. 
Um, that's been gone for a while now, but that was one of my favorites for a long time. Where it's like pictures of one of my favorite that I still remember to this day: uh, Christopher Walken, where he's just fucking walking, and then one's Christopher Dancing, where he's fucking <laughs> doing some weird moves. But uh, tw- there's some really funny, stupid ass Twitter accounts out there that aren't just celebrities tweeting things. I love I love random Twitter. Um, we rate dogs is a great one. Oh if yeah, you yeah. We rate dogs. Uh, uh, I have one that's just like at puns. That yeah. Post some really good ones. You um, retweet that one a lot. Yeah. Men's humor has some interesting ones sometimes. That racist watchdog. Racist watch. Racist watchdog is fucking bark, awesome. bark, bark, bark. <laughs> yeah. They just retweet quote. They quote tweet things that are racist and they bark at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, yeah. If you like dogs, there's there's a million fucking good um, tweets. But we'll uh, we'll link to a couple of those handles on the on the description box. Word. All right. Um, what do we got? We got Twitter and we got loyalty programs this week in one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to do it for episode 66. <laughs> I think it's how many hours this one was. Yeah, this was a long one. Uh, episode 66 of the SoCo Show. Uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever it is you may be listening so you can get every episode and be notified every Friday when we drop them. Uh, don't forget our sponsors, audibletrial.com slash SoCo, 30 days and your first book for free. Maybe use that one on The Hate You Give. Might like to read that one. There you one. go. Maybe I'll see the movie and then read it. Yeah, I'd see the movie first. Yeah. Uh, Mathis Designs as well, uh, etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs. That's graphic design work from our good friend Steph Mathis. Peed! And if you need your woodworked, uh, hit up Mike's Wood at etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed. Wood. Are you Mike <laughs> from Mike's Wood? <laughs> Are you Mike from Mike's Wood? <laughs> We're connecting people. It's yeah. beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And then he even the did like, he even like, I think he even said the link, the address is like <laughs> Etsy.com slash Cornfed and Wood. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of that, man. At Jared Buckendall. Don't forget to follow on YouTube as well. Uh, video versions of all of our podcasts are up there as well as Jared's reviews, trailer uh, hate, reactions. Hate You Give reviews up on there. Hate You Give just went up. Make sure you check that one out. Uh, Halloween. Merch. Halloween, so, yeah. Did, yeah, packed weekend for Jared, and yeah. he made the surprise party. That's pretty yeah. amazing. Shout out to Jared. Um, don't forget also, uh, merch is out for JB, so you can yeah. check out a T Public link. We'll put that in the description box. Uh, all kinds of cool shit on there, and uh, we talked about a couple other designs that we might like to see. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll save those. And hopefully, those get in, get uh, in circulation down the road. But um, in the meantime, make sure you're following at Jared Buckendall. And that is going to do it once again. Episode sixty-five. This is and shall remain. The co-host, Cody Michael. For now. For the Soho Seth Ott. We will see you next week. Bye. You made it.